So on this episode of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, number 154, we had world-famous photographer Chris Hultner, who I knew as the Beeve, back from my high-torque days shooting photos for Dirt Bike Magazine and even some at Dirt Wheels. We get into the weeds about, man, everything from the Fox Terra Firma videos to what it takes uh, for a couple of young kids to plow their way into the motorcycle industry and have a listen. He uh, is definitely a fun one. Welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. I'm going to take a slurp of my drink real quick, and Matt's going to tell you what we do. This is the show that talks about dirt bike products and oh, dirt bikes and motorcycle-related products. You think I you could I had it. it. You I think you I could get it. it right? The show is brought to you by, is it? Is it 154? 154. I thought it was 155. Not 154. We'd like to thank our sponsors right off the top of here on the show. Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech. Whoa, that was loud. Yeah, it was. Fast oh, yours is a lot loud. Company. <laughs> Seat Concepts, Bulletproof Designs. You can always support us because we don't do this for free, or at least I don't. I barely get out of bed for free anymore. Yeah. Uh, by going through our Amazon links or our Rocky Mountain MCA TV links on our website, it's easy. There's a thing up in the thing, and then you push on the thing, and then it goes down, and then you mm -hmm. click through that thing, and, it and gets... you get things. I want you to buy like big screen TVs, mm -hmm. yard tractors, um, water beds. You can buy a water bed. On, on, I don't think you can get it on Rocky Mountain, but you can get the waterbed on Amazon or a split unit air conditioner, which is something we need in here sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I'm too cheap to run it, even if I do have it mounted on the wall right there. I mean, to be to be honest, it wasn't that bad in here. Like even when you got up and flicked on the right. the, the AC. Yeah, I'm sweating because I'm just hot. I mean, I'm I am hot today. Well, we did ride at like 104, 105. I smoked you. It, 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 okay, okay. Try. <laughs> <laughs> that's like trying to say that's like trying to say cooper webb smoked a like a weekend warrior maybe not to that extent but okay well yeah. well we what we were doing things that had nothing to do with the rider we were yeah. we were comparing motorcycles we were yes. doing some motorcycle testing yeah we were doing roll-ons and drag races right oh, i didn't smoke every time i just i just throw that out there every time at mm -hmm. anybody no matter who they are yeah yeah because i like to see the response right right because it's kind of that asshole thing that i have going no but, no uh, it, it works uh, so welcome everybody. Hey, Mitch, good to see you. How come you didn't come by and ride the KLR? Actually, Matt can get you towards the KLR. I'd love to have you ride that thing. I know you made a comment the other day. The uh, really interesting. That was a uh, and not an um, by the way. That was an ah. Uh, it was. I was. I was. It's stoked. still a word. I was stoked to see Mitch. We got to get that um counter sponsored. We but, do, <laughs> Mitch. We. I'd like to have you take some test rides on the uh, KLR. That's the bike I was smoking Matt on most of the time. Yes, you. you and have. Mark is right on time. He's barbecuing and sipping a cold one. I'm not from Pacific Ocean, where it's only 75, freaking 100 and probably 106, 107. It was when, hot. Yeah. When we were riding, I didn't notice it. No, we were riding, but as soon as we stopped, I felt it. So when I went through Death Valley the other day, I rode the KLR through the Valley of Death. Mm -hmm. Part of the testing, you know, I like to test to the extremes. Right. It, I'll bet you it was 110, 112. I was saying Probably. I was saying 108, but it, that bike is so thrifty and cost affordable. It does not have a temperature gauge anywhere on it. Mm -hmm. You and don't need one. It, no, you just know it's hot. It's hot or it's cold or whatever. It yeah. just it doesn't help you go to your adventure. You don't need to know the temperature it, uh, at yeah. that instant in your adventure. If you really need to know the temperature, buy a cheap thermometer. Mm -hmm. So what we do on this show 
as we talk about motorcycle and motorcycle related products. And one motorcycle I'd like to talk to you about is the Yamaha YZ four strokes. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four stroke bikes are built for victory. And we're gonna find out how much of victory I think this weekend at Paula. I haven't watched Iron Man, but I know who won, so. Oh, well, yeah, sometimes that stuff leaks out. It's it's, yeah. it's so hard to be a, a, a fan late if you want. Mm -hmm. If you look at social, you just have to shut your social. I have to shut my emails down because I get all the race results from all the different manufacturers and uh -huh. stuff. So I just have to not look at anything. I was up on the mountain, so I didn't know anything. I came back, mm -hmm. I drove, no, I rode. No, I kind of drove the KLR yeah. back here. And I came inside, I went right to the TV, went right to my, um, I didn't even, I think I went to my, somehow I went to Mav and I clicked on something and took me back to Flow Sports or uh -huh. I don't know, how, however the thing worked. <laughs> I got there yeah. and I was able to watch the whole thing and I was happy. And then I could go look at my emails and right. it, so even, I didn't even look at social. Is the race wa worth watching even though I've, even though I know who won? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean. You you just actually I don't think it was good as the as the week previous I don't think it was good as Bud's Creek okay some of the stuff that I saw at Bud's Creek the, the the riding and the way that they were riding was just just incredible yeah that was insane and I, I don't think that the Ironman track well we're talking about racing fuck that shit yeah I was, I, uh, I was about to say I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, the, well, the, well yeah. we're talking about it was it's worth watching I mean but mm -hmm. not not the, but I saw guys doing stuff at Bud's Creek they were like landing in turns on the gas they were landing in ruts and, yeah and what these guys are doing right now is amazing and the top guys in the classes I mean all the top guys it, mm -hmm. actually even the guys that are off the top are still hauling ass and riding incredible so it's it's cool to, it's cool to see and coming from a a coaching and riding background to, mm -hmm. to, to know and see what they're doing and, and just how much practice and technique it takes to get that level of confidence, and right. knowing your bike and knowing your setup. And um, so we understand that stuff. We don't just don't talk about it. There's better shows for that way better shows than right. this if you want to talk about racing. Although Eli Tomac has been on here. He has been on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. That was the that was the coolest mistake we ever had. He yeah he rated he was on our, our second ever Roosterendo. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't even know how Roosterendo worked, and he yeah he was nice. I think he was nice though, wasn't he? He was yeah, no, nice. he was he he seemed stoked by you know the lack of big budget. I think he was all for it because yeah. he see, he was laughing. He seemed to be having a good time. Yeah, I don't. I wish I knew which episode that was. Uh, 106, 105. Yeah. It, it was still really early when I started was, helping. It was out. at the Alpine Stars Ride Day. Yep. Um, it was. He was just before the the word broke that he had switched teams and stuff. And 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 it was interesting because all of a sudden he was happier. Mm -hmm. And I've watched his career evolve, and he's never. He's always seemed. He's not like now. He's happy, and I. And I'm I'm kind of stoked to see him having a, having a battle. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure. I mean. Like anytime you're in a championship battle on this, this is hundreds of thousands of dollars, but it, for him, it's mm -hmm. legacy. I don't think it matters. The money for him probably doesn't matter. It's legacy. And just, he right. wants to put a stamp on it. Yeah. And uh, to see that he's, you know, he, he, I, I think he's fully committed to like, I'm going to, I want to be the best man. I want to mm -hmm. win. And yeah. same thing with, with Chase. He's, he's trying to upset a legend. So right. good, well, good racing. We don't talk about this, but we, we don't talk about it. So let other people talk about this. Uh, Let's see. Uh, headed up to the cabin. Well, Mitch is going to head to cabin. I'm going to head to cabin too. I'm going to head a lot of places. Uh, but if you want to ride the KLR anywhere, uh, be be my guest because you're a great evaluator as a Honda XL 650 XR 650 L owner. You're the 
perfect candidate because you have something to compare it to. So Rick wants to know what's up roosters. Uh, are we roosters? I didn't hear. I didn't see any chickens around here. Okay. No chickens. Yeah. Hey, if you're watching this in some way, shape or form, I would, I beg you right now because we're trying to grow a little bit, share it with a friend. Like just say, you know, you have a friend that asks you stupid questions. Let them ask those stupid questions to us. So we can answer them. We can answer some of them. Yeah. Nine, nine out of 10 without referring to the reference manual. The other one I, I make up. Mm -hmm. Or then if you really stump me, I go get an expert that knows these kind of things. Mm -hmm. And we find out the answer. I, I, I love tough questions. I, and I'm not stupid, stupid, tough ones, but real tough ones. Like, hey, let's, right. you know, you know, about, I, I'm, all, I'm still trying to learn. I'm really all the time. That's why I test things so much because I enjoy the the progress of learning. And I, I wonder why, like when I'm testing something, like why manufacturers do this or why aftermarket does that. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the perfect motorcycle a couple of weeks ago and which doesn't exist. You, you have to make your own perfect motorcycle. And these are the kind mm -hmm. of questions that I can uh, help you with. But let me tell you a little bit about... Uh, who we got coming on tonight is Chris Holtner, who was a photographer at High Torque. Is he chatted in yet? Still not in. Still not in. So he was a photographer back when I was growing up as a test rider. And the Beave, as he was known at the time, uh, was one of the best lensmen in the business. Uh, still to this day, I think he was. And it's it a lot has to do with when we were kids doing this, we didn't know what we were doing. But we knew if we tried really hard, we we would be able to keep moving forward. Right, right. So people seeing the effort and yeah. also you just, you just learn by doing. And you, you learn by doing and you make mistakes and hopefully you mm -hmm. learn from those mistakes. Most of the time we did. Some of the times we didn't, but you know, you're young and that's that's what you do. Right. And uh, this is kind of where I wanted to, to go with him. And I guarantee you some good stories will come up because his memory uh, is probably different than my memory because we remanufacture our memories. This is what humans do. Yeah. We remanufacture the memories a little bit. So it'll be kind of uh, interesting to see what, uh, <laughs> where this conversation takes us. And I'm, I'm really interested to and see. He's, you. Be, he's become an adventure rider. Oh, adventure guy now. Yeah. He's an adventure guy. He's going to ride his motorcycle. Like in a few days, he's going to take off and ride up to Wyoming and go ride all over Idaho on a, he has a BMW 850, mm -hmm. which he said BMW 850. And I said, Oh God, I hate that bike. <laughs> and, and then we, it was, it was a really cool discussion. So do, do, do you rank it above or below the 690? Oh, that's a really good question. That's why, that's, that's why I'm here. It's, it's another bike that, that, that goes on my, I just don't know what it, supposed to be list it does everything mm -hmm. okay but kind of the way they marketed and advertised it and the reason that people are buying it is for the wrong reason same thing with the 690 if you're if you're buying a 690 ktm 690 or a bmw 850 for the right reasons i'm all for you but i get you i would bet you if i could talk to most of the owners of those bikes and talk to them for 15 minutes and have a really good discussion they might be second guessing their decisions just mm -hmm. i mean just because they, I, a lot of them, they haven't ridden a lot of bikes and they try to get one that did everything. And that's, that's a tough thing. Right. And Mark Daniels just posted for the Baja fans out there. Uh, Coco from Coco's Corner passed away today. So uh, oh, for really? the thousands and thousands of riders who have been to Coco's Corner, the old Coco's Corner, and now the new Coco's Corner got relocated when they rebuilt the road. 
yeah, Godspeed uh, Coco. He was a actually interesting story. So um, a good friend of mine and Heather's, uh, Jessica Jackson, who used to help us at our riding schools. Her dad, Richard Jackson, was good buddies with Coco. And Coco used to be one of the guards at the one of the hotels. And I don't know which hotel and thing, but he would go pre-run and just leave his kids, Jessica at the time, with mm -hmm. Coco. Oh, really? At the, at the security guard at the parking lot. Here, just uh. take care of my kids. You go pre-run. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a true story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I've never really been to Baja, but I, I, I know about Coco's Corner just from the Dust of Glory documentary. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. And you hear about hear about that kind of stuff. Right. So, I, I don't know as much about Baja as you would think for someone who has hangs never around. There. Has never been there and hangs around Baja 1000 winners. It doesn't matter if Baja <laughs> 1000 winners, they're all a bunch of ding-dongs. Like, <laughs> basically, just I just picked the right year to ride it. <laughs> right. So just because I don't really know your racing accolades, I forgot, did you win it once or multiple times? Once. Once. Okay. Only once. That's all you need to do is right. once and you can say, hey, I'm a Baja. You can throw that shit around like it's nobody's. But yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why I'm semi-proud of it. I did it on a two-man team. It was mm -hmm. myself and Johnny Campbell. Just the two of us. We mm -hmm. beat a three-man team, which was the Honda B team. But we also beat Ivan Stewart in his trophy truck. It wasn't a trophy. I think it was a trophy truck. I don't even know what they called them at the time. They didn't have that name yet. So, but we beat the trucks, which is hard to do. Uh huh. It's it's not a it's not an easy thing to do down there. And uh, and we were on an XR six hundred. I have a picture. Actually, there's a picture in here of an XR600. Yeah, I was waiting for, for these to, to come in. Me, me dropping off a cliff on an XR600 <laughs> is really stupid, but Chris shot the photo, so we'll, we'll wait till we get to it there. So George wants to promote the uh, KTM Adventure Rider Rally, which I will be at teaching classes. If you don't know, I run a riding school. It's called JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. Oh, I think there's some online courses available there. Online courses? We're going to be announcing our, our kind of fall winter schedule here in the next week or so in our newsletter. So go to our website, sign up for the newsletter. It uh, keeps me semi-employed, keeps my wife off my back because she thinks that I actually have a real job because mm -hmm. um, I have a website and it makes me look like I have a real job. And then I do this show, which makes it look like I have a real job and make crazy money on the show, which I do. That's why we like to thank all of our sponsors. Taco Moto is sponsoring our Rooster Endo segment. And if you're not mm -hmm. familiar with that, Fully 46 says, any classes in Idaho? Interesting you ask because that's where the KTM Adventure Rider Rally is. You can get a taste of our class there. But I was through Brian at a Cherby's. We were kind of trying to set up some classes. And in the beginning, we had a whole bunch of flakes that nobody would commit to it. And then afterwards, when he started getting something set up, I got called back to remodel a bathroom because I have to prove to my wife that I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, oh, so no, we like to do our classes down here in beautiful Pahrump, Nevada, uh, when it's cooler. So uh, just book yourself a weekend. So we were close. We were very close to having some classes there, but it just didn't oh. work out. Uh, Do you break something? No. Chris okay. has entered the yeah. meeting. Let's uh, get it. Get his video up. Is he going to do a video or is he going to just be a voice? We don't know what he is. It's his name on the screen yeah should, you figure that should out. Be. oh we, we got your voice chris i well, can hear should you be the, video uh oh, should I'm, be video i'm not getting the video here yeah can, oh there, there we, we go. go fix your fix your phone okay 
So all you people on the Instagram, since it's instant, you're going to miss out on this part. Uh, but what you have to do is you need to go to either our YouTube page, YouTube page, uh, Dirt Bike Test, or our Facebook page. We're streaming live there, or you can watch it, uh, listen to it, watch it in our podcast, and we will catch you uh, out on the trail. So by Instagram. And now, and I need to share that. That's what I do, and I can take this thing down. Yeah. So Chris Holdner, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, it's good to see. You. I haven't I haven't seen you. I'm trying to think of the last time we actually physically saw each other. Can you remember? Dude, no, I can't remember. It's been years and years. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you where I think it was. Okay. You, you were down at Sheep Hills shooting a Fox BMX video. I got, that would have been, yeah, <laughs> that would have been either with Sean Palmer or Todd Lyons. But didn't you don't didn't you live like right above Sheep Sheep Hill? Yeah, yeah, I lived yeah. right above there, and I no, I think it was the the brothers, the two brothers. Oh, the Foster brothers. Fosters, yeah, it was. Yeah. They were kind of doing some stuff with those dudes, and they yeah. had the French that French kid that uh, the he was kind of really hot on the BMX scene, but he was in a dirt jumping, and he was just kind of breaking out, and he was there just shredding, and you were just you were shooting with eight millimeter film. 16 buddy 16 okay yeah sorry <laughs> i don't know this. I, I all i know is uh i knew just enough about the cameras to be dangerous <laughs> yeah i didn't know anything about them <laughs> <laughs> but you made a living with them sure i was just trying to figure it out yeah uh welcome to <laughs> welcome to our world yeah i'm kind of at, yeah. I'm at that stage where i'm i'm learning <laughs> i i hand out a camera i shut it at i put it at shutter priority and I, I told him how to like ex, it, adjust, adjust the exposure to, you know, based on whether you're front or backlit. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's what I know. That's, that's, uh, that's uh, some of that stuff. Turn this dial to make it darker. Turn this dial to make it lighter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something like that's that. All you, that's all you got to know. That's all you got to yeah. know. So, Chris, when did you start at the High Torque Publications? Oh man, I started at High Torque in 1988. I was, um, I had been contributing to any publication that I could contribute to since about 85 because I had to start figuring something out to get uh, into races for free. Um, <laughs> because in 1984, I had a friend call up the promoters for Supercross. I was trying to get in the San Diego Supercross. And I had a friend call up and uh, say that I, you know, put my name on the list because I was working for some newspaper in Poway. Um, and they said, sure, come on down. We'll give you a pass. So I went down there. And um, Penny Nikolai, I don't know if you remember her, but she ran media relations for uh, Supercross. A long, long time a long, ago. Long, yeah. long time ago. <laughs> way right. long time ago. And um, she, I get up to the table to get my credential and everybody in the industry is there. For some reason, I'm at the front of the line. So everybody's behind me. Everybody that I like idolized and looked up to and, you know, photographers and everything in media were standing there. And Penny Nikolai looks up at me and she goes, oh, I called the Poway News Chieftain. They've never heard of you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I got kicked out, um, humiliated. Everybody was laughing at me. It was like, you know, some of the guys are like, yeah, we've been there before. 
Oh, so, hey, I, I was I was an editor at Cycle World, and I I had that treatment. And then even when I even when I moved over to Dirt Rider, I went up there and got that treatment because evidently five or six other photographers who I wasn't aware of also picked up press credentials for Dirt Rider magazine. And I was the, I, I was literally, I had business cards that said I was the editor, you know, editor in chief. I was the guy in charge. I'm like, oh no, we've already, you've already met your allotment. And I'm like, oh, I have two guys here. And they're like, no, 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 you have five, look. And it was all the, you know, there, there was some, there's some shenanigans getting into <laughs> oh, There's always the shenanigans, but it, it actually, it happened again legitimately to me when I was working at MXA. I went to, uh, we flew out to Bud's Creek to go cover the national. And um, Jonathan Beasley's mother was running the gate and she, she thought we were trying to pull some scam on her. And the thing is, is motocross action back in the day had promoters pay for our plane tickets. So Bud's Creek actually flew us out there. So they were, we were there on their dime and Jonathan Beasley's mother wouldn't let us into the track <laughs> because she thought we were trying to pull some scam. We, we even showed her a magazine with our names in it. And she's all, anybody can have those printed up. <laughs> okay okay yeah hey it's it's a it's a i and i know and in, in in my tour the tour of all this stuff i would be in the pits or at races and stuff and i'd see these dudes the same it's the same dudes that i that i know for known forever known a lot of them they they don't do anything and they get in and they're 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 not really in the industry they have friends that are in the industry they just know how to sneak in and get in and they they've got some like uh, and they have the best band or, you know, whatever it is, they're walking down on the floor at Supercross and you're just like going, how did you, I mean, like you're, you don't even have a camera. <laughs> I know. I, you know what, even like, even back in the day, there were, you know, there's always a ton of photographers at Supercross and at motocross races. And I had no idea who any of these people ever were or who were they, who they were shooting for, or if their photos ever got published anywhere, or, you know, they just made up some lie and got in a race. Like, I mean, we all kind of started out doing anyway. It's just, it was amazing to me, you know, how, cause it, it was, a, it's a small industry. It's a, yeah, it, it was a small publication field, you know? Yeah. When you're in there week after week, you get to know everybody. So kind of back to your story. I, okay. I so remember, back to my story. So yeah, basically I, I, I remember that you got kind of found at an off-road race. Um, I, didn't really get found. That may be a story that somebody told you because what happened was after, after I got kicked out, I had to start looking for ways to get legitimate credentials. So I hooked up with San Diego Operator, which was a small uh, newspaper in San Diego. Um, and they, you know, they covered all kinds of races. They covered Baja, they covered Supercross, they covered motocross. And it was a way, it was a way for me to get in. And I actually, the first race that I got credentialed for was the Carlsbad USGP in 85. And then um, I actually, that was my first cover. It was a black and white uh, photo on the cover of uh, San Diego Operator of Ricky Johnson getting a hole shot when he was number 25, when he got that massive hole shot. Nice. At Carlsbad. So then from there, um, I hooked up with On Dirt Magazine. Do you remember them? Yes. So I started contributing to them. And then I moved to Northern California to help my, my friend was a horse trainer. I, I moved up there to help him train horses and stuff. And uh, from there, I got to go to like Mammoth for the first time. I got to go to um, the Hollister USGP. I got to cover uh, Hangtown. Um, so I, my scope of covering races actually increased. And I, was, um, I w was living up there and I was about to become a horse photographer because nothing was happening <laughs> for me in, in motocross. I was going to do horses full time. 
And then the, the day that I made that decision, it was right after the Hollister USGP. And I felt like for the first time that my photos were good enough to send a high torque. So but, I, okay, I said, okay, hold hold on one quick question. Okay. Did you ever get kicked out of a horse event? For no, for I never shot one. I never shot one. Oh. <laughs> I I actually had booked my first horse show. The people that my friend that I was living with, they were influential in the horse business up there, and they got me a horse show that I was going to shoot and like sell photos to all the people, you know, all the participants. They, you can make a lot of money doing that. So since nothing was happening in motocross and I kind of had no options, I was about to do this full time. And the day I decided to sell all of my motocross photo equipment and buy medium format stuff to shoe horses, I had uh, like the week before I sent a package of photos down to, to I addressed it to motocross action and dirt bike. And mm -hmm. apparently uh, and it was all shots from the Hollister USGP. I, I threw in some black and white eight by tens and uh, a couple of sheets of slides. And apparently it was in motocross actions mailbox and Ed Arnett, who was the editor of dirt bike at the time was pissed at Jody. He saw my package in his mailbox and he stole it out of it. <laughs> and then like later that week, he called me up and offered me a job. And I was like, I was like, oh shit. You know, it was like, that was for me, that was the dream job. So that yeah, was in Ed, 1988. So that's when Eddie was the editor of, of dirt bike. Yeah. Before, before he started wearing stockings and quit wearing shoes right after uh, the big B2B I was, crash. And I was, yeah. So I actually, <laughs> um, since I was, you know, I was working at a photo lab at the time. So I had no money. I, I bought a car. I bought the Hyundai. Okay, <laughs> we'll get to the, the, Hyundai. Blue, the blue Hyundai because um, I, I needed something to get down there. Um, I, me and my friends stayed up all night uh, the night that I was moving down there and partied and like didn't get any sleep at all. And then I got in my car at like six in the morning and drove all the way to to the high torque. <laughs> like the 405 oh, and the 118. No, this was all this was all down the five, man. This was like right down the middle of the of the of the state this is like from yeah, Sacramento. But, the, but, the, but the office was right the office was right at 405 and 118 yeah. it was that one on mission was it mission it was in no it's sepulveda yeah sepulveda right. Boulevard. Yeah. It was sepulveda yeah i drove straight there like the, the full eight hour non-stop i was like stopping at gas stations and getting those uh caffeine pills and by the time <laughs> I, by the time i got to high torque i was so looped out it was like i'd been on meth for like 10 days and like no sleep so, and I, and I like to have to go in and meet everybody. It was hairy, but I lived with Ed <laughs> since I didn't have any money or any oh. place to go. I lived with Ed. <laughs> this, so I this was, is such a, this is such a typical story of back in the day. Like if you got a back job in the day, dude. work, yeah. You, yeah. What you are you going to do? You're moving from somewhere else. You got to live somewhere. And I had no, right. I, I didn't know anybody there. And so, so I lived with Ed Arnett and this was, um, this was in August. So I had from August until, November when the B2V was to have like normal Ed, normal Ed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And he was, he was actually, he was pretty cool. He was a little intense. He was, you know, pretty, um, he was always pretty fired up and hyper. Um, yeah. and he'd taken a, he, he had crashed a few times. So right. he had, he'd taken some hits to his body for sure. And maybe a few to the head. <laughs> um, and then, and then we went to Barstow to Vegas and, and then he crashed and got a, severe uh brain injury yeah and, i I, yeah. I i rode that i was in that race 
Yeah, it was, it was, there was a bunch of us on 125s. It was uh, Eric Halgath and Ed Arnett and myself. And, and like, we like literally were going for the overall, which is really stupid. Like that's a really, really fast, was a really, really fast desert race. But it was like, there was like, how, how close can you get to overalling it? There was somebody back in 74 that got like fifth overall or sixth overall on a, on a C class bike. And, and, and I didn't think I could beat those guys like straight up, but they usually crashed out, which you have to ride the 125 kind of over the, over the edge. But yeah, I I remember when I heard Eddie was doing it on a 125 and he said he was going to overall it. And then Halgat said, I'm going to beat Ed. (laughs) I knew I'm like, well, uh, I'm going to try to win the 125 class. (laughs) (laughs) You have overalled uh, off-road races on a 125, haven't you? Yeah. Laughlin, the Laughlin hair scrambles is the yeah. only one. Um, Ed, that was the only desert desert race one. You were Ed's hero for that. <laughs> he that's admired good. you for that. He, he, that's why he made that his goal. He wanted to win an overall on a 125, which is probably a really stupid idea. It, it is. Uh, you know, Halgath had done it in the district before. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's a tough feat. It, it can't be done anymore because yeah. back, basically back then suspension was so crappy that was your limiting factor in speed. So if you had really good suspension on a 125, you could go as fast as a guy in a 500 because you could, you know, go across the valleys pretty good. But yeah. Uh, okay. So, so you got, you, you're at high torque now. And I remember, uh, I, I just remember you showed up. Like, I think the, did you shoot me very first time on a quad? Do you remember? So my job at high torque was staff photographer for all the magazines. So I was shooting uh, for dirt wheels. I was shooting for three and four. I was shooting for a dirt bike. Uh, I would motocross action, mountain bike action, and BMX plus. Right. So I shot. I shot everything for everybody. So yeah, chances are the first time we shot together. Did Did you shoot with Hoyt? I I shot with Hoyt a bunch. So um, that's. With- that was probably where I met you on a shoot with Hoyt and, and probably, think, okay. Okay. Here's, here's kind of, here's, here's what I remember. I'm drawing back into the memory. Uh, he goes, Hey, cause, cause Hoyt kind of taught me everything I needed to know about photo modeling, which was you need to look good for one 500th of a second, the beginning and the end of that doesn't matter. And that made a big impression on me because I'd watched all the guys do it before. And I thought you had to be fast or whatever. But when I, when Hoyt told me that, just you need and you need to do it the same thing over and over because I suck with the camera and it'll make it easier for me to get it right. And so I just do the same stupid thing in the same spot over and over and over again until he told me, okay, good, move to the next, let's do the next stupid thing. And so I think one time he sh- Hoyt showed up with the new kid and, and he's like, uh, he's going to shoot you. He's way better than me. Just do the same thing. And, and it's typical, <laughs> it's typical high torque when, when they would bring a new staffer on, you're like the lowest guy in the totem pole. Your, your job is to do their job for them. <laughs> See, and, that's the uh, thing people don't realize about magazine guys. They're fucking lazy. Oh, they're yeah. all lazy. That's why contributors, you could, you could do well as a contributor back then because the magazine guys just want, you know, they have to fill all these pages and they don't want to do it themselves because it's a lot of work. So whenever they can find a good contributor that's reliable and will do the work, they, they love them. Yeah. They'll give them all the work they could ever need. Welcome welcome to the current state of the internet, which the internet just needs a bunch of contributors. The internet ruined motorcycle journalism and my life in general. 
Oh, digital ruined everything. <laughs> digital everything ruined everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, see, see I, you, you know how the older people, the people that are older than us, they walked uphill to, in the snow to get to work every Both day ways. to go to school. Both ways yeah. uphill in the snow. And then when it, and it was 120 degrees, the other times they had to walk there uphill both yeah. ways mm-hmm. well now it's like it's like oh dude you kids have it you just do digital we had to use like film and we had to write with a pencil and we had to type on a typewriter and use correction fluid like that's our thing like I, like imagine like somebody you tell somebody that you you know you tell a kid now i walked uphill both ways and they go okay I'm like yeah <laughs> when i first when i first started at a high tour they were still, they were typing stuff on a typewriter. They well, actually, they just switched over to computers, but they, <laughs> they had word processing programs on the computers that they would take a disc and they'd give it to the copywriting people and they would put it in a machine and it would print it out the way it was going to look in the magazine. And they literally cut it out and paste it to boards. Yeah. And yeah. then those boards, those boards were photographed. And then that's what your magazine page looked like. Yeah. So they were, uh, they were literally doing cut and paste magazines when I first started there. That's when I was an intern, when I interned yeah. at, at, at dirt bike, that's kind of the, it was, it was, they were just starting to get into the digital layout, but that's still, they were still doing it with, you know, cutting all the pages out and uh, stuff. So, so I think, so you probably shot me for the first time on quads. And then I, when I got to switch over, I think when I really got to do stuff at dirt bike was after I, uh, volunteered to work for free, which meant I was an intern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so I, I put, I put my month, month and a half to, it was kind of summer or whatever, but I was able to do an internship. I remember Roland like scoffed at my $46 expense check. <laughs> 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 and, uh, <laughs> which you can probably tell a lot of stories about that, but I, I did my internship. And then since I, I, I learned all the, I learned all the inside secrets and I figured out, Hey, if I just make myself available and I can do a little bit of this and I can do their job a little bit more for them, I'd get on the photos. And I think that's when we really started hooking up and doing a lot of photo shoots. Cause that was, I don't even know what year that was when exactly that was, but I want to say it was like not a 89. I think we started 89, probably 80 late eight. Well, yeah, probably 89. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it was so it was so cool because I, I I I learned Chris I learned he just wanted to get it done as quick as possible, and he would say, "Can you do something there?" And he'd point where the light was good, and I go, uh, "Yeah," and then I would just and the, the term didn't exist back then. Send it, <laughs> and and since I had an appreciation for BMX and I knew that he was also shooting BMX, I'm like, "Hey, what are the BMX guys doing?" He's like, uh, "Can can." <laughs> <laughs> you, do, you, do, you, do you remember the can cans photos oh heck yeah i remember that yeah can you do a can can i'm like i don't know but i'm sure hell's gonna try <laughs> it's like it's like everything you're doing and i think i think because it didn't pay any different whether chris got a cover shot or not but for me it made a big difference i was gonna get well, i'm sure i'm sure you were you were making money anytime yeah, you got any every single piece of gear sticker whatever that was on my body and it didn't start this way. I had to build up to it. You know, I had to make deals, but it, anything I was doing was getting, it was, it was money coming back in. And so I knew if I, I if I got to, it was funny cause I get, I'd go shoot out with like Tolson. I go shoot with Tolson or, 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 or Joe, Papa Joe. And then it worked to Lawson or whoever. If I knew I was shooting with another, one of those other guys, I knew I wasn't going to get the cover. 
I had to go with Chris. I had to go with the beef. And so like, it was like, Hey, we're going to do YZ 250 at Paris. And it was, and we're like, okay, that's a hot bike. Everybody likes that. So we would meet someplace. Cause you, at the time you started living in Camarillo or something. So it was easy for us to carpool. Yeah. So I actually, I just gotten married. So this was in 90. I just got married and we were living in Camarillo. So then, and then that was like an hour away from high torque, which was an hour and a half away from any motocross track. So basically we'd spend all day on the road. Yeah. Or we get up early. Yeah. Real early. Up. So that's, that's, that, that was probably the other lattice of coincidence that sort of allowed us to work together because I could manage to get the bike and I could get the bike out and I had a track, I had tracks and trails and all this stuff at my house. And then that, that way you didn't have to drive all the way in. We could just go shoot it. And it was a, it was a good day for you because you could do work. Oh, it was work way and, better. Yeah. It was way better shooting at your place and in, in places around Somos and, you know, up in the hills around there. Cause it looked right. better. The yeah. weather was better. Um, and it, you know, we could, we could bang it out real quick and get good stuff. And I had this misillusion that I was just such a great photo model that that's what it was. But now I'm realizing that it was convenience for the now photographer. I do, do, do. No, it's not. <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's the thing. So what Hoy, no, the convenience, the convenience is the thing because I mean, who wants to drive for five hours to shoot a photo? Right. What I had to do normally anyway. So if I could right. drive a half hour to shoot a photo is way better, but you were actually probably you and Larry Brooks, I think at the time were my two favorite photo models because you guys understood what you had to do to get good photos. And it was, it was easy to communicate with you what I wanted you to do so that we could get good photos. Yeah. Cause you, you can do a lot of really cool stuff in the wrong location or you know, all you need, all you need is, is a little bit of a, a little bit of scenery an amount of dirt, maybe, or some soft dirt, maybe, or some powder, maybe. How about a guy matter. with? How about a guy with a shovel that's going to huck a load of dirt at you while you're in the air? Everybody <laughs> hated that trick. I love that trick. I thought it was awesome because yeah. it made you look like you're exploding. Just exploding. Of, yeah. Dirt, we used you know? it. We used it. A we used couple to get times. bagged on. Yeah, we used it a few times. We used to get bagged on that. Yeah. So nobody else like all the other magazine guys. Oh, that's cheating. It's like yeah, but it looks cool nobody nobody knew there was so many there was so many little tricks that we used to do like you'd, you'd literally set up the you, everything was so set up in stage like i said one it, it's not video it's one 500 of a second so nobody knows what you're doing before or after and like generally after involved a crash and you have you gave me some really good um sequences on the film of me like the after effect the bitching shot and then the front end tucking and then me going over the handlebars and the bike landing on top of me <laughs> And he was one, you were one of the people that would actually, you didn't put the camera down. Like when I started. No, no, crashing. no. You, you keep it going. You're rolling. Yeah. So when I, when I used to do stuff with Kenny Jones all the time, Kenny, cause and I think probably more cause he was just such a rider. When he started seeing the crash, he would stop shooting and put the camera down. Cause he's already running over to pick my sorry ass up. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, I never, I never like went out of my way to shoot crash photos because I, I feel kind of the same way. I didn't want to see anybody get hurt and I don't, I didn't, you know, crash photos that's crash, not what crash and burn like, like yeah like, like steve casper like that was his whole life I mean, <laughs> well wanted, crash and burn paid extra wanted, right <laughs> yeah well i guess for him but i wasn't i wasn't about you know i don't want anybody to get hurt so but if you're gonna crash in front of me i'm gonna shoot it mm. you know mm-hmm. you don't you don't waste it's, a good crisis yeah you can't i mean it's already it, it's it's already happening you can't stop it at that point 
So yeah, why not? write it yes. out. Yeah, write <laughs> that. Right. Yeah. Well, hey, that's something I, I got down then. Well, you got v- v- crash videos, crash photos, crash photos of you, of me. Where yeah. KLX two two thirty. Oh, that wasn't really a crash. Area. That wasn't even a crash. No, crash is like, like. Oh, we're talking serious shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can lay it over and stuff like that. That's normal. But no, uh-huh. that we we ate shit. There was sometimes when like, yeah, I ate shit. I mean, we, yeah. I try to do stupid stuff. <laughs> so actually one time we were shooting, we were shooting with Shane Trittler and it was like a Friday and he was supposed to race Anaheim Supercross that weekend or something. And we were shooting him on a, I think it was an RM125 and he was doing this jump and he forgot to pull the clutch in, uh, in midair and he stalled the bike and he crashed and he broke his leg. And it was like, that was the first time anybody had like broken a bone on a shoot with me. And I felt, I, I was really bummed about that. Yeah, I almost I almost visited Shane the other day. He has an off road UTV rental business out in the desert, and I I rode right by it. And I thought I should go there, but you know, like if you show up at Shane's place, you might have to party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I kind of had a mission to get back here and and watch uh, some motocross on TV. But hey, I'm gonna hold. You can see the screen, right, Chris? You can see where we're at. Yeah, I can see. I can see you guys. Yeah, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold some stuff up because I I went in my I went in my attic. You know, most people are scared to go in their attic because it has bad memories. Mm-hmm. My attic is full of like super awesome, good memories. My attic? Do you of, mean the entire house? On this, an entire house? No, the attic is the upstairs on the shop. Like oh, that attic. Up, yeah, that's that's the attic. Okay, essentially. No, up here I don't know what's up here. I've never been there. There might be creepies up there. Right, right. But like this was the this was one of the best uh, cover photos. And it was Jean-Michel Bale's CR500 that he just won the USGP on. So you can hold that up. I got to figure out which camera we're pointing at. Camera three. Yeah, I can there? see it. Yeah. I can see yeah. it. So, so that that was a – I mean, and then there was lots of photos inside. But that was super – that was – that photo, when you blew it up, was so bitching. And, and they zoomed in on it for just for the reason of a cover. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I wish I always shot pretty tight. So that's pretty much full frame, I would say. Oh, OK. I saw one that you showed me uh, of that. That was like it was it was probably maybe it wasn't this photo particularly. It might it not like, have been. Yeah, might not, might not have been that exact photo. But yeah, just the roost coming off that thing. And it's funny when yeah. you read the little blurb on the on the cover. They called you Chris Holtner dad on that one because I think you just had a kid. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and how, 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 how old's a kid now? Oh, 30? Oh, Jesus H. Christ. Wow. I know, we're getting <laughs> That's older than me. old. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not old. I'm a kid. I still, no, I still yeah, rage, right? Chris. I'm, yeah. I am I still have both of my real knees. Uh, that's, my wrist. Yeah, that's, dude, that's rare. Do you have, my how wrist? about your collarbones? You got to have broken collarbones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's some lumps there. I, I have a hard yeah. time with the seatbelt sometimes in the car. Uh, yeah. but no, a pretty, pretty good, pretty good thing. Hey, here's here. This is, this is one of the, I would call it one of the most rad photos. I'll hold this one up. Check this out. We used oh, to do that kind of stuff all camera. the time. That looks like Paris. Yeah, is it was Paris? Paris. Yeah. I, I we remember. Used to do that kind of, that's why I liked you. You could, you could do that kind of stuff. This was, this was super rad back in the day. This was almost was. like, this is almost Axel Hodges shit. Really? Cause yeah. it's still, it's still rad. Just not Axel Hodges level, but. It's but still rad. Back then, no. If we if we had YouTube back then, dude, we would be blowing it up. Oh yeah, YouTube. Yeah, for sure. I, I remember when I first heard of YouTube. Like, you can upload a video of anything and put it on the internet. And it was like, I'm like, that's so stupid. 
Yeah, who would want to do that? <laughs> oh man, I thought it was stupid for about six years, and then mm -hmm. now that's all we that's all we do is like, hey, YouTube it. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. So, um, the YouTube. Comments. I am I jumping off the back of a berm here? Like, what stupidity would have caused that? Had to have been a hip. Yeah, I, I like don't the corner like the corner of a jump that had to have been a hip. Yeah, we because then that's the other thing is you think like when would you ever do that? Never on the track. No, never. You, you can't no. do that on the track. <laughs> you don't do anything on a on a track or anything like that. And it was you for, probably we were only like four or five feet off the ground, not very high. No, but it looks pretty rad. But it, it looks, looks rad. Yeah, it looks rad. Uh, here's another one. I'm going to call you up. And this this you probably don't know much about this because I'm sure. You, why would you waste your time watching this? This is a Husaberg. Yeah. And if you're if you're if you're familiar with Husabergs, uh in my world, you got the bell mat? Yeah. This is not a 570. I don't know what this is I think a 501. I'm trying to get it so the lights don't uh, jack it all up. But this is an original, like this is a Swedish made motherfucking Husaberg 501 badass bike. And this is shot, I'm sure it's behind my house. Yeah. And I don't think there's any camera tilt in that. No, probably and I, not. And I'm probably just like, hey, I'm going to ride down this stupid cliff, shoot some photos. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yeah, the light works. Let's go. <laughs> uh, That's because good. we weren't scared of shit back then. No, no. How are you, you going to get hurt? No, not really. Well, uh, maybe not. This is when Honda went to that new colored plastic. Oh, the day-glow plastic. The day-glow plastic, which was outrageous at the time. And and so think about this. I got to go find the thing. I can't even figure out what I'm pointing at. I aim it down so it gets good. So this, it obviously had rained like crazy. And you're going to an intro. And I don't know. We didn't really do group intros back then because every magazine hated every other magazine. Yeah. So the, we would we would go out there with like, you know, the Honda all the Honda techs and everything. And they would just be like one magazine at a time. Yeah. And, yeah. and then we'd go out and get their bike all muddy. <laughs> well, I think they, I think we had crazy ass rain on this one. Yeah. For once. And it, yeah. And, and it was like, uh, well, what are we going to do? Cause the bike's going to get ruined in one photo. And you're like, Hey, go hit this and just get crazy. And that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. We did that like over and over again until it was like completely muddied out. But, but I thought it looked cool. I love mud shots. I love yeah. But we, know, we got roost. it. We got yeah. it. And and I mean the bike's still clean there. So obviously we got it like you know first or second or third shot or something like that. But uh, that was that was kind of things. Hey, check this one out. And everybody wonders where I get my affection for weird bikes. What is How's that? W R or is it? Oh, what is it? Come on, Chris. What is it? Oh, that's an ATK. ATK. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those things. They were cool, man. Yeah, ATK horse, horse is a badass. Yeah, I you, I, you see I rode the the what was it the six oh one? That thing was pretty good. Yes, I don't know. There were the five forties, and they had they had so many different ones. Yeah, but they yeah, did a horse, big uh, horse was a mad horse was a madman. Yeah, and it had the counter shaft brake. Yeah, that thing was weird. <laughs> had PDS, basically had PDS suspension before there was PDS, and yeah, and oh. your chain had to be like six feet long. <laughs> yeah, because it had the chain torque eliminator. Because it had the chain torque thing. I think I was scared to death in this motorcycle because it was so heavy and so big, and I was probably all of uh, hundred and 
45 pounds at the time. It's probably yeah, trying, like, to, you, trying to throw me off the motorcycle right now, but you got it. Yeah, you look a little out of shape in that one. Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> but it, it obviously made, if, it, if it's blown up like that, it made the it made a spread in, uh, in dirt bike. Yep. Pages 28 and 29. That's up in the front. Yeah. That was a big deal. So how did you get all these? These are all proofs from the art department. How did you get them? Uh, Chris, uh, did you <laughs> steal the proofs? Because I think we could sell those and make some money. Uh, did you, did, did, did the test rider pay you for those? <laughs> <laughs> I should have sold them. Uh, you did. You sold my soul. Hey, look we at this hardly, one. we hardly ever got those things. Oh is yeah. That, is that the ranch at Somas? This is me. I'm not sure the, I shot that. I, you sure? <laughs> that that might have been ketchup or somebody, or maybe even uh, Hoyt. This, this, this is this is this is probably like done on a Sunday afternoon. And the, is that a the, cub? The, the, there's a Honda Cub. Oh yeah. And my dog is chasing me at the time, and I think it was probably something that had to be done immediately. You probably brought the bike out in the trunk of the Hyundai. <laughs> and uh, and we shot this like next to my pile of firewood. And it was like, took at least 10 minutes. Yeah. Jimmy and, Lewis firewood business. And then we were done <laughs> one and done. So, uh, oh, what other crap do I have in here? Uh, I have some other good ones. Actually, had, we put a little more effort into the, into the cub and motocross action. We had actually, somebody was jumping. It was pretty funny. Dude. I actually, I have a whip photo from Langtown on a cub where that yeah. thing is, is it's beyond upside down. And that was before anybody ever was doing that stuff. And I don't know how the hell I could take the shittiest worst bikes ever and do cool stuff on it. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> you, give me, you, were... you give me a YZ250 and this is all you're going to get out of me. You know, it's, yep. it's, it was nothing cool. But you give uh... me like a Husaberg or a Cub or a, 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 did you shoot me in, the, in that Honda? What was that thing before there was UTVs? That Honda? Oh, the Honda Pilot. Pilot. Where yeah. you, did you shoot me when I when I shot it straight up in the air and I outdid uh, Brad Johnson for the photos? Probably, uh, yeah, I think so. And then we took those things out to Glamis too and rolled them all over the place. And Honda was pissed at us, right? So yeah. I took the I took the Honda Pilot at, at my house and we just started smacking into this wall and it would shoot straight up and yeah. down. And it would land on the engine cover or yeah. the engine protector on the back. It wouldn't even land on its wheels. But then the momentum would actually bring it wouldn't roll back over. And and I did it and it was picture this shit was exploding and it was all crazy. And it dented it dented the frame without actually we never quote crashed it. And uh I remember Brand was just pissed because he was he was the, the He was dirt getting wheels. shown up. Yeah. Yeah. He was. And he was. I, I didn't know I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, hey, he's the uh, older guy. And like I gotta outdo him if I want to get the photo. Yeah, so, you gotta send it. Yeah. Uh, hey, more Husaberg photos. I wanna hold up one other thing you did not shoot this but um this is back in your era joe kosh shot this one this is this is one of my favorites i remember that shoot they i didn't for some reason i didn't go on that shoot and i was kind of bummed because because tell tell them what happened with this cover i don't remember what happened with it best selling issue of dirt bike oh really for for years it outsold oh my god on, the cover sales on this were insane and Roland kept beating on you guys to try to get something else like this. And I, I can only imagine not knowing, like, I didn't go to editorial meetings. I only went to one and I got kicked out. But I could only I could only imagine, like, this was so stupid because I, I don't even know. 
they, they, Joe told me about this story and I, hey, I have this crazy idea. I can hang an XR200, one of my personal bikes, off of a cliff with a, with a, a wench on a truck. And then we could do this photo because he told me about this story they're doing, the, the craziest, scariest, dumbest things I ever did. Yeah, and this this had nothing to do with anything I ever did, but we made a photo of it, and I got on the cover. I got a lot of money. <laughs> I bet, dude. That's a, that was yeah. a good payday. So wait, this, this is that that bike's being hung there. Yeah, it's being hung by a cable and a hook. Yeah, there's yeah. like a hook through the front tire and a cable. Yeah, you can see you can see the cable. Look at it, man. You can see the cable. Yeah, I was about to ask. That was, that was before like, Photoshop. We didn't know how to. Oh, take I see it. Like that out. Oh, you can yeah. even see it wrapped around. Yeah, yeah, we didn't try to hide it. I, I actually, I don't even know. I don't even know if I had a story. I don't even know if I told a story in that. That even went along with it, but wow! I didn't know that that was the best-selling cover of all time, but it explains a lot because we had um, I did another I did a shoot with Shane Trittler, and he was kind of flying off the bike like that too, and Roland just went crazy for it, loved it, just loved the photo. Thought he was going to get another big payday out of it or something. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Yeah, because cover but sales. Thought, it was all about it was all about yeah. cover sales. I used to bring that into Dirt Rider magazine all the time, and I said, "Look, I don't really want to." manufacture falseness but <laughs> this tracked really good and our cover sales guys could go back in some records and look and see it and they're like oh wow oh you know and it, it and i have no idea but yeah that's uh yeah. but it was uh yeah back you were you were on the masthead back then so you yep, were you were yep. you were around at that at that oh, particular yeah. time but uh yeah good good uh good times i so i remember i didn't know what a hyundai was <laughs> and uh coming from a guy who's like you know i had nissan trucks and things yeah like yep, hyundai yep. It, it comes from like korea right mm-hmm. so they were like brand new like in 87 they they just came to america and they were they were great because it was the world's cheapest car i remember yep. i bought mine for 59.95 and it was it was brand new but i think i got shafted on it because i think it got crashed because the front end always felt like by the front it, uh headlight vibrated on the uh, any freeway well, yeah. with grooves in it <laughs> yeah and it, it, it felt kind of smooshy by the headlight on one side and i was like ah it cracked or whatever but i mean that thing lasted for like one hundred and forty-five thousand miles and probably did more off-road miles than most lifted trucks in socal oh yeah so it did was you, it was we i beat the shit out of that thing for sure you rode the wheels off of that thing for sure i did and, and i remember because we'd meet someplace we'd always meet and then we'd have to go to we'd have to go to like paris or danza or we would go to uh uh where else do we always end up going um every once in a while we'd have to go up like the to gorman or to bean canyon or something like or that big bear or yeah. whatever yeah <laughs> and we'd meet like, in the desert and drive up to big bear or my in my because my Nissan got like twenty miles the gallon. I don't know what that car got at the time, but it was like oh, it way got better. Gas mileage. Yeah, yeah, it got way better. And I was just scared every time we got into it because it felt like it was going to fall apart. And I didn't know what a Hyundai was, and I and I at this point you're driving so far away from home, it just seemed like like where am I going? Like, and what happens? <laughs> what what happens if it breaks? <laughs> these you know these are like these questions and and i i used to just go is it, uh, what can you get parts for this thing and we we raged that thing all over socal dude that thing we drove i remember one time I, I covered a mountain bike race it was called the desert to the sea or something like that and i had to drive over the pass like 
and it was all, it was a Jeep trail. It said, you know, <laughs> do not, do not attempt in anything other than a Jeep. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I can do this. <laughs> and I did the whole thing. It went over this mountain and came down in like Capistrano or something. I don't remember where it was. And people were just like blown away that my Hyundai could make this Jeep trail. And it was, it was gnarly. It was a gnarly trail, but man, we beasted that thing. I, I ended up. Know, I didn't even know there were Hyundai dealers. Like I didn't even know that oh, was a, that guy. <laughs> Where did this come from? They're they're in poor neighborhoods back then. They were poor <laughs> neighborhoods because they were cheap cars. Uh, so so awesome times during the the high torque years. I I'm 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 literally working on the book Monkey Butt Two. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah, Dude, I, that's I, it's, awesome. It's, it 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 kind of starts where it it basically where Hunky starts, leaves off. Well, it actually in in my story it starts when I was at the editorial meeting where I almost got kicked out, and <laughs> and and Rick was the one that stood up for me. Rick was the senior editor at Dirt Bike at the time, and Rick I didn't even know who knew who knew who I was, and he he, he like told Roland is like no let this kid stay he's a working for free and you have no idea who he is. I was you know I was a desert racer at the time and that's what made me uh, a big deal in Rick's mind. But I'd raced with his his son. I'd raced against his son a lot, so I guess he remembered or knew who I was, which was kind of an interesting, interesting thing. But uh, then, so you were there to, until when? I was there until '96. Okay, and then and I then, went to work at, at Fox making the Terraforma uh, movies. Right, and that was that was pretty. That was right around the time that Krusty. Yeah. And the Moto Triple X videos were coming out. And uh, I remember that's when we I'd run into you with your film camera. And yep. either you'd be you'd be because I was working I had 96, I was at Cycle World. And so yeah. we would every once in a while be at certain little races and I'd see you there or, or see you at the you'd be shooting for MXA at the bike intros and stuff because they started doing a little more group intros on when they had a new bike. And then I'd see you at Sheep Hills. And yep. I'd be down there with the, like, cause I knew all those guys cause I jump bikes with them. And when I mean, I jump bikes with them. Like I would just be there when they were jumping bikes. <laughs> okay. So your recollection is wrong. Oh, the last time, I think one of the last times we saw it. Okay. So the last time we saw each other, um, you were racing for BMW already. And I was at your house or something. Okay. And I know, but before that, I was at your house because Racer X was, we were starting Racer X as a magazine and I was at your house because we were doing oh. photos for that backyard thing where you're riding the ramp on your, on your XR, on your main. No, my CR60. Yeah. Dude, oh, yeah, I yeah, almost, yeah. I almost pulled that cover out. It was in my, it was in this box with these same photos in there, the back. Yeah. But did you shoot that or did Scott Hoffman shoot that? No, I think I, I don't remember. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Scott, Scott might've shot it, but I was, I think I was, I was there when you were doing like a backyard race or something. Oh, okay. Well, we called we it backyard. We called it backyard barbecue and racer X, the paper, right? Racer X, the just paper. So it turned into a magazine. Yeah. There was a picture of me on a CR 60 on the half pipe and yeah. I was doing it. I was doing an air. I had a tombstone. I would, I would air off the tombstone and drop back into the half pipe. Cause you shot Carrie day. I think, no, I didn't shoot Carrie day. I think I shot you there. I think I did no. shoot that. No, but you shot Carrie Day on this on the RM eighty. first, I think, I think no for the BMX the BMX Plus one. 
Yeah. Because that was, I didn't shoot him. John Carr shot that. Oh, John Carr shot that. Okay. Yeah. So I remember seeing that and I'm like, screw that dude. I'm going to do it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the attitude, totally the attitude back yeah. then. Yeah. It was hard so, though. It was hard to, to suspension. Suspension really sucks because yeah. it shoots you. It, everybody doesn't understand this. When you go through the transition, you've got to let it settle back out because if you, if you come off with suspension, it shoots you back into the half pipe. I mean, yeah, you almost you, have to you, do you, you almost bottom. have to lock it out. Yeah, I, you almost I didn't, have to lock out your suspension. No, you have to go higher up on the vert, so the rebound comes all the way out. So when you take off, you're actually you're not rebounding into the thing. And like when I was doing, I was doing it off of the tombstone. So I started by doing it off the coping and landing on the tombstone, which was high, and and then and then half the time, if it was if it was going to shoot me like in, I could I could come off the bike and stick it to the wall and at least shoot off the ramp and then try not to hit my house. <laughs> uh, so i mean i i've been practicing this for a long time and i remember so davy came over we watched some videos of we watched some old school motorcycle videos uh i don't know where that i don't know what we watched we watched a couple and we had barbie and i said i said hey uh anybody want to ride a motorcycle on the half pipe because <laughs> this was it was in my backyard <laughs> and that's where that started so yeah i have that i have that issue but so you were shooting for them too. Yeah. Well, I actually helped start racer X as a magazine and I okay. shot the first couple of covers, I think. Got it. So I was, I was there. I worked for racer X for like, I don't know, six months. I set up all the publishing and stuff for it. And then Easy. I, I shot photos for it and wrote stories and then moved on to my own thing. Right. It's a, it, and is that, that was when that was back in the, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to remember all the different things that were going on at that time. Cause I was in a pretty cozy place at cycle world. I, I never should have left that job where I had to produce like one and a half pages a month. <laughs> I often, I often think about things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the internet came and then it, it ruined everything. And I took a job at Dirt Rider and I, I had to manage people and people told me to where I should go and all the other stuff. So good times. Hey, uh, we are going to take a quick uh, little commercial break, Chris. Would you like to stick around for the next segment that we call uh, Rooster Endo? I, I oh. briefly mentioned this to you. Heck yeah. Let's do it. Okay, so so Rooster Endo is a segment where people we have Rooster Endos, right, Matt? Yeah, we have we have uh four submissions today. Four. Okay. So people send us a picture of their bike and we uh we tell them what we think of it. Uh <laughs> it's it's usually pretty fun. Maybe we can dive into some more crazy ass stories. But uh yeah, hang out. We're gonna run through some commercial breaks here and uh get on to the second half of the show. Have you ever seen any one of my bikes? They all have flex handlebars on them. What are those, Jimmy? Well, Fast Company, that's www.fastco.com, makes the Flex Handlebar, and it's essentially suspension built into your handlebars. They make bad forks good, they absorb impacts like you wouldn't believe, and they're really tough. And I've been running them for over 20 years, and I don't think I've ever bent a set. And if I have, I forgot about it. It was a long time ago. So, these are American-made products, and until you run them, you won't realize how good they are. The reason this works is the flex handlebar is stiff laterally through the steering path, but allows it to be forgiving from the load path without sacrificing control or input. This means it basically dampens the forces that you don't want, and it doesn't affect the forces you do want. So it steers properly and takes the pain out of your wrists. 
So if you're looking for good feel in your handlebars without suffering from catastrophic impacts or complaining that your forks are too harsh, the Flex handlebar is the solution. They make other products like the spoke torque wrench, impact pegs, really trick brake clevis and brake spring kits, and clicker adjusters. So if you're looking to get some of this stuff, check out www.fastco.com. That's spelled F-A-S-S-T-C-O.com. Remember, two S's in fast. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and knows meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats. Okay, we are back. I'd like to thank all of our sponsors, uh, Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports. Still really stoked on those amplified lenses. I am literally blown away. I they had them for a while, and I wish I would have known this. But uh, climb, I did not wear climb gear today. Did you like my little climb read that I did on the dry lake bed? I, that was really good, actually. I really liked it because it was it felt organic and it felt uh, very real for KLR riders. I was telling KLR riders where how they couldn't trust me if I wore climb, and that's why I wore my uh, worn out work pants and my hiking boots mm -hmm. and my uh, my jersey that looks like a, a sheriff's jersey. It's it does. A, Iron Horseman was the company that made that jersey. And I told them how they could buy used climb gear, which uh, supports uh, everybody by doing that. Uh, DDC, our first sponsor, they make awesome sprockets, trail tech, Voyager GPS units, fast company flex handlebars. Hey, we had a question about uh, uh, flex handlebars. Oh, you sent it to me, huh? Yeah, no, somebody else, Trevor did. Trevor sent it to you. Somebody wanted to know. Actually, it's... Uh, it was Tim from uh, Inside Line Moto. Uh, thanks to Inside Line Moto, they actually listen to this while they're working on dirt bikes in uh, in their shop down in. Uh, I think they're in Anaheim. They're down in Orange County in, for in, sure. Yeah, down at SoCal. on Catella. Yeah, they're on Catella. If you need a good, reputable mechanic, these guys are super honest. Really good guys. 
uh, he he had asked him, says, hey, what elastomers do you run on your e-bike? Well, that was loud. Mm-hmm. On your flex handlebars on your e-bike. And I am running the red ones currently. And the funny thing is, is those ones are a little bit smaller, the ones on my dirt bikes. Because the dirt bikes, I don't notice a difference between summer and winter. But boy, do I on my mountain bike. And I I, I upgraded the, the, the stiffness of the elastomer on the mountain bike when the temperature went up above like 90 degrees. So just so you know, so I'm running the red ones. Uh, if you think the motorcycle flex bars are good, try the mountain bike ones. If you have a mountain bike, it, it, whether it's e-bike or anything, just go for it. Seat concepts. Uh, we had no colors on the seat concepts, hot seat, hot seat hotline. And you don't know this, but we were going to give away a free seat to the first caller on that hotline tonight. We kind of forgot to mention that. I know, but I just wanted to see if it was going to happen. But that's what you get for uh, not calling into the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. To be fair, we do have someone on the line as well. Can I call now? <laughs> no, you're you're on you're on a different connection. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and 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 last but not least, bulletproof designs. I tested the crap out of some bulletproof design stuff on a six day ride in a state that I mentioned last time, but I'm not going to mention tonight. Where I went and did some really awesome trail riding, which included bashing through rocks, and I did not have a front disc protector. I had the little things on the bottom of uh, my forks, little mm-hmm. fork guards, which I brought in last week as my product of the week. Yep. I did not bring a product of the week in this week because I forgot because I was getting those other photos. Blame it on me. But Bulletproof Designs, uh, some awesome stuff. So don't forget to go to uh, jimmylewisoffroad.com and select online courses. If you have a beginner rider, we can help them out. And in the near future, we will have new videos for all levels of riders mm-hmm. to make you a better rider. As well as the ability to get online coaching. And George says, the last time I tried a phone-in, you hung up on me. Well, that's because you <laughs> sounded like you were in a toilet when you called. It was bad, George. It was bad. And you just you you thought you were going to try to win something. And I know how you are about winning things. So uh, that's all good. Uh, good to see Victor there. Hey, Victor's going to come up and um, help me uh, hammer together some uh, riff rafters this weekend, I heard. He's going to help me on my other job. The other job that I have, that's not the one where I sell myself on Grinder. Right. 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 Somebody else needs to manage this stuff. So, okay. Hey, uh, welcome back to the show, Chris Holtner. Hey, hey, hey. We hey, I just want to a... qualify. I just want to qualify one thing, though, with, with all those photos that you have from the magazine. Uh-huh. Um, basically, those were proofs. Those came back from the scanner um, at the size that they were going to run in the magazine and they're on this like really good paper. And only occasionally would the art department, like give those out to the magazines, to the different magazines. Right. But a lot of times we had to go in the art department and steal them because they were just cool. <laughs> so hey, they I, are, I'm, they are stolen. They are stolen. Uh, yeah, they're borrowed indefinitely. I mean, I, indefinitely. Well, you know, last week on the show, I talked about how uh, Dirt Rider Magazine, the owners of Dirt Rider Magazine, when I was there, sold the entire archives. Wow. They, they, for, for, for like literally, eh, I, I don't remember the exact number, but I want to say it was sub $100,000. Wow. For the entire archives of, I mean, this is going back to the inception of the magazine. I don't even, I don't remember the de- it was just we were just informed that all of a sudden that our archives because they they were really working hard to get them organized they had our they had a lot of our staff working on organizing them and they got organized then they got moved off site 
And we thought we were organizing them so that they, there was going to be a librarian that would be able to get us stuff if we needed it. Organized, moved off site, then sold. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. What I wouldn't give to go to High Torque and like just go through all the, the photo files. Yeah. Imagine, you know, yeah. all the stuff. I mean, and Cycle World had this incredible, incredible library. I mean, that one was deep. Because I used to, I used to have an office when I very first started there. My office was in a corner of the library. And I didn't have like I my job was to go pick up and pick up and deliver motorcycles, keep the shop clean, and make sure I was there kind of during business hours. And so like I, I would go test the bike and I have my story done in like an hour. That was my entire job for the month. And I just sit in this library and I just go look at these like Daytona 500s from the 1960s and, and, you know, motocross tests of CZs and bull tacos, the stuff that was in there, you know, stacks of Kenny, there was a file on Kenny Roberts, just the most incredible stuff, you know, and, and, and legends and heroes and all the stuff that was in there. I have no idea where this stuff went to because uh, I know some, oh, wow. some of these same companies, they, 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 you know, you get an owner all of a sudden it's like, how much is it worth? 200 grand. That's off the bottom line that I have to, Oh, uh, my books. Okay, good. It's sold. And where, where that stuff ends up. Cause I know that I know uh, there's people in the motorcycle industry that are, you know, I know Davey Coombs had bought up uh, a fair amount of Rick Simon stuff. Which Rick, I'm sure, I'm sure somehow before he knew he was leaving, he walked out with milk crates. <laughs> as as one does. Yeah, you should. You probably should because you're not getting paid what you're worth. No. And uh, oh man, that was. I know. Uh, I know. Davey's bought up. I mean, he's bought Joe Bonello stuff. He's bought. Um, I know he's bought, or I don't know what the deal is, but he's got uh, Moto Vert's uh, photo library that wow. he uses a lot. So he's, I mean, he's, and, the, he's, and he's, oh, and Dick Miller stuff too. He bought Dick Miller stuff. Right. And I know uh, BJ Smith uh, had, has bought some stuff, come across some stuff. It's cool to see when it goes to somebody that's an industry guy and then understands the importance of this stuff and where it's at. But it's, it's, it's very disappointing to, to, to know that I think sometimes this stuff goes and they sell it to somebody who is just going to put it on some sort of a, a, a stock photography thing. Yeah. And, and the fact that it, it's like, okay, let's just say it's uh, it's Roger DeCoster photos and, and tons of them from lots of photographers who, who literally, I don't know, you know, it depends on the contracts they had at the time, but, you know, a guy like maybe like a David Dewhurst who shot all this stuff and had all his photos in, or we had half of his photos from a shoot or something like that, maybe that were in the archives and where these things ended up. And, you know, cause the different companies just hot, hot potatoes. It's like different alphabet soup that where it goes. So I think they'll they'll pop up someplace or another. Somebody will trip across them. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they don't get destroyed because there's a lot of cool stuff in there. I think Ken Fott has a lot of photos. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the the entire Jeremy McGrath photo file at Dirt Rider was like maybe three sheets of slides when I got there. <laughs> not not what not there. Not like the the that one and the Greg Albertine one was like Greg Albertine was like one sheet. Those yeah. ones are just gone. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so cool. Good time. Was, hey. At Dirt Rider, at Dirt Rider, that was no easy feat either because they had all that stuff. You you gave your stuff to somebody who took care of the archives. So you basically had to sneak in there to steal things. Well, we had a library. I mean, we but we had a lot of stuff in that was 
when I worked when I worked on the building in Wilshire, we had a lot of that stuff still there. It was it had been moved over from the other building that was God. I don't even remember where that other place was. I went there for a photo shoot once back in the early days. But yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, crazy to think about all this stuff. Yeah. So. Anyway, hey, don't uh, mean to hijack your segment. No, we don't have it. No, it's, it's, this show is—it's a shit show. <laughs> we, we make it up as we <laughs> as, as we uh, as we go along, especially when we have a good guest, Chris. It's good to good to good to. I haven't talked to you for a while, so you have become an adventure rider. Yeah, well, I mean, I use that term lightly. I, yeah. I adventure when I can, for sure. And you're you're in Oklahoma now. Yeah. And where, you, where all the roads are straight. Right. But you have to, so you go places to do more crazy adventures. Yeah, you have to. Well, actually last year I, I, I did, I went to a couple nationals last year and I rode to them. I went to uh, Red Bud and I went to, uh, to Ironman. So I rode to Indiana and I rode to Michigan. That did was pretty shoot, wild. Did you shoot film? No, wouldn't that have been cool? <laughs> film's too expensive, man, and nobody wants yeah. film. Because then you, you got to scan anyone? it, and it's ugh. It's a lot of work. It's so, a hassle. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that was that was cool. I I kind of followed along and saw some of those photos, and I still see on the Instagrams. Oh, what's your Instagram? Where are you at on Instagram? My Instagram is Holtner Photo. Yeah, so H U L T N E R Photo. Yeah, H U L T N E R. Photo. photo so if you want to see some good old time stuff every once in a while chris will put a picture of me up it brings a little tear to my eye because you know i i feel like i feel like i'm in this like we're in this zone like that we didn't we it wasn't easy enough to put our stuff digital like we said there wasn't a youtube there so we couldn't be popular and then and then then social media and, and all this other stuff came along and it was so easy to get there we were just like there's this lost there's going to be this lost zone because if I want to put something up like those photos, those, those proofs that I just showed you, I have to go get those scanned. I have to scan it or I can take a picture of it on my phone and pump it up. But that requires me actually opening up a box and taking a picture. And I don't really want to work that hard these days. And if it's Chris's photo, I probably need to give him some photo credit or pay him some money. Cause like, like I'm stealing his, work. Uh. even though I sacrificed my body for his work, <laughs> my body was your work <laughs> exactly exactly so anyhow okay so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and get into rooster endo so the way this section works brought to you by takamoto so our contestants are submitting their photos for a 100 takamoto.co that's takamoto.co not com co they have a lot of cool stuff that they can sell you for your dirt bike, and you're going to get a hundred dollar gift certificate if we choose yours as the recipient of the award. That doesn't mean it's the best bike, doesn't mean it's the best photo. I think though there might be some photography skills critiqued on this particular one, maybe, maybe potentially, some potentially, potentially. So the deals they tell us they they give us the their name, the bike you're making model. I, I think this is kind of important. And they send us a picture and they tell us what they did to it. And then we talk about, we, uh, we judge them for lack of a better word. Right. Okay. okay. So here we go. Hand me that photo. So this first one is going to be Jason Miller. Now you're gonna have to hold up to the screen for, uh, for Chris. Cause he won't be able to see okay. it when I, Take this. That thing is slammed. So this is a <laughs> 2020 Beta Cross Trainer 300 
he calls it a low rider. It's oh, I, up, I saw that the minute I looked at the photo. Yeah. <laughs> that thing is just that thing is how how tall is he? Does it say any place in his? This clothes? is set up for a five foot zero inch rider. Five zero. Wow. Fact, right. He didn't even throw in five zero and one quarter. No. He didn't even fudge it. Well, yeah, yeah, he, he I think kept that baby down. <laughs> this is, I think this is like made for his wife or significant other. Cause there was oh. a picture of, uh, of a woman riding it. Oh, okay. So factory sprung and lower Wait, two you, inches. You assumed, you assumed that, that David, what's his name? Jason. Jason. You assume that, that Jason is a, is a man. Yes. Because Jason has submitted other bikes before. Oh, he has. Oh, yeah. I, I, okay. Just checking because he may, he may have that long is, hair. Is he, a, he, he may look like that, a woman. Yeah. That is a pretty masculine name, though. A Jason? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't uh, know too many chicks named I, Jason. Well, in this segment, we're just trying not to be too judgmental until right. we start okay. talking about well, the motorcycle. But you're trying to be judgmental. <laughs> it's dirt bikes. Don't be like judgmental without being judgmental. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so factory sprung and lowered two inches with the BYOB program. Uh, That's bring your own beer for those that don't matter. I thought it was build your own beta. Okay, I forgot I was partying. Uh, bring, bring your own booze is, yeah. I, I've never heard of that before. Shaved seat with uh, seat concepts cover. That's ARC good. levers. Mm-hmm. KTM 200 EXE clutch spring mod for the trial bike clutch pull. Right. I, I, it's funny because I, I've heard about this now and it's something I want to try on the X trainer. Although, do you have any complaints about the clutch pull on the one that we have? None. So when I read that, I, I was thinking what, that's not a mod that I would have thought is necessary. Go, so, so what I want to do now that I hear about this, I want to go out and abuse the crap out of the clutch. Oh, I forgot mm-hmm. to talk about the clutch in the KLR 650 on, on my intro, by the way. I need to mm-hmm. bring that up. But I want to abuse the crap out of the clutch and see if it's if there's anything wrong with it. Because beta clutches are generally really, really good. But okay, yeah. so he's got a mod in there. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, Sykra full wrap handguards, enduro engineering radi- radiator braces, short reach rear brake tip, and it's jetted to perfection. Jetted, did he use a um, electron carb or smart carb or something like that? He didn't say. No, he didn't mention anything about that. Because we got some other people telling us about uh, try that as right. a mod on the bike. I I don't have any problems with the jetting. What do you where where does this sit, uh, Chris? What do you think? He oh I mean, he's there. The old boy modded the bike off for sure, but I mean the photo is I mean kind of lazy. You know, right. just he just thing up against the he, wall. He sent and, two other photos. This is just the one that I picked because I didn't uh, want to show someone. Well, uh, no, it, oh, was there a better photo? Oh, because you didn't want to show Jason as a girl. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> oh, show that. Can you put that one on the screen? I can put it on the screen okay, here. Okay. Give me a this, second. This is, this is going to judge Rooster Endo right here. Um, you got to name it. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna put it up on the it'll come up on the screen, but you won't. Oh, Chris won't even get to see. Chris it. won't be able to see it though. Oh. He's hold on. We can describe just, it for him. We can describe it for him like we're supposed to describe it for our pod, uh, podcast listeners. Well, he's working on. That's right, because this is a podcast too, as you know. So, so the photo now we've put up is uh, is uh, the female Jason uh, hauling ass around a turn on a low shutter speed pan shot where he's actually got enough blur into the wheels and the disc rotor. So they're actually a little bit warped, but the entire thing is, I don't see the thing in the photo that's sharp. Cause that was the one thing I was always taught about a, a panning photo, Chris, maybe you can, you need to have something in there that's sharp. Yeah. I, it, seems like an, it seems like an accidental pan. It doesn't seem, <laughs> yeah. 
It doesn't seem like like a like a purposeful pan. Um, oh right, I mean, it's almost it's got, almost in focus he's, there. He's blurred the shit out of the trees in the background and all the other stuff. Uh, it looks yeah. like fun. It looks like a fun trail. Uh, we could work on the riding position a little bit, but maybe she's getting ready to like uh, launch over a creek, is what I'm seeing. But uh, okay, pop, so pop the pop the side the side view up again. I want to see that the side view. Okay, yeah, oh, the one you were showing mm-hmm. before. Just, just the one of the, <laughs> just, just the bike. Yeah. Just the bike. This is how this, we don't, we don't just, we don't just take this hundred dollar gift certificate lightly. I know. I know. I know. It's, I'm trying to help you out here. Oh, you're looking to see if the gravel is sharp or. Uh, well, no, I just wanted, I want to see the bike better. Cause I didn't see it very well when you're holding the picture. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Oh wow. Oh, cause you, oh, you're able to uh, multitask and get it on. Yeah. Multi- the, uh, yeah. I actually pulled yeah. up uh, YouTube. Okay. So All right. I, I, I do like the fact that they actually closed the garage door. That's putting some yeah. effort into this. The that, fact that's that more sent, than we get. The fact sometimes. that he sent multiple pictures in. I, I like the beta X trainer. I like that they specifically set it up. I'm going on roost on this one. Oh, it's roosting. And it's it's a it's a bold move not using a, a bike stand either, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This one this one roost uh, uh Mrs. Mrs. Jason. Uh, I agree. I agree. There we go. So yeah, put that in the it's roosting for me too. I, I I think cross trainers are really fun matt's been yeah. riding a lot of cross trainer lately we've got one for our uh, we're doing a big beginner bike or you know beginner novice bike comparison and uh so we've been doing a lot of that what's our what's our next victim i mean contestant well this is Derek keith oh boy this is a oh, he'll be able to see it hopefully you can see yeah. it on the other show because this is a little tiny photo Matt. it's it's not just because the the foot like it, it oh, well, was small whoa yeah he sent us his thumbnail for his his uh, Instagram profile I think yeah okay so this is Derek Keith yes he submitted a 2020 FE 350 taco tricked out from top to the back top to the back yeah so well, how do you, how do you go from the top to the back do you start at the handlebars and then work, fin- work your way through the motor and then go back yeah but anyway he has a vortex ecu pmb end cap the reeds are out uh, the smog has also been deleted as well as the o2 sensor scott stabilizer with brp mount cycris crm ultra bend pro hand guards enduro engineering extreme skid plates sla- sla- slave <laughs> cylinder guard oversized brake pedal tip as well uh, those all, all those were enduro engineering trail tech uh tech I don't know what he meant to put there. Someone from Trail Tech. A Cherubis VSL headlight, KTM coolant recovery tank, Cycra front disc guard, modified fastway shark fin, KTM swing arm guards. Modified fastway shark fin. Uh, my question is, why would you, what What would you, how would you modify the shark fin? Do you think he's like crazy Nate and he just drilled holes in it? Probably. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I, I just question. Yeah. I, if you got to make it lighter, man. You got to make it lighter if the picture were any better, I'd be able to see it, but I'm looking, it's like, you know, everybody says, as you get older, your eyes get bad. This is what it looks. This is what I'm going to, this is what I'm <laughs> looking forward to. Cause like, yeah. Okay. I'm hey, your eyes should have gotten bad by now, Jamie. Well, they are. I just deny it. Cause you're pretty, like, you're pretty old. Hey, all my friends, my friends, like they jokingly buy me, uh, those glasses, those reader glasses and stuff. And I just lose yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
don't use them yet. I, I have a hard time like when I'm when I'm writing, when I'm writing like you know filling out checks and things like that. There's a very few times yeah. I write anymore, and I, I realize I can't see what I'm writing. I'm just doing it off of Braille. <laughs> you, you might want to you might want to try the readers out. Okay, yeah. All right, so. <laughs> Is that it? Polysport engine guard. I didn't think we were done yet. No. Husqvarna crankcase guard. A Cherubis X-Script frame guards and a Cherubis fork shoe protectors. P3 exhaust guard. Taco air filter upgrade kit. Taco crankcase breather bypass kit. Taco 90 degree fuel fitting with Gulen fill filter disconnect. Uh, Dirt tricks chain adjuster. I'm uh, oh, sorry. Dirt tricks cam chain tensioner. Dirt Tricks Dome Washer, 20 root beer barrels, and other stuff I spend money at Takamoto on. Oh, yeah. So he spent a lot of money on taco stuff, which is great. Support Takomoto.com. They have every... If you want to make your Husky as trick as this one, you can go to Takomoto.co. Do you notice, Matt, in this photo that that backpack is... It has it, it hurt him. And I, I think I know where he's riding. I'm, I'm claiming... Uh, eh, yeah, maybe someplace in a state that starts with a U. And uh, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, it, it could be Moab-ish. It looks like that. But I'm, anyways, if he didn't have, the, if he didn't have that backpack on, or he should have used the spring of the backpack to help get that front wheel, that that rear wheel over the over the thing. Because it looks like it's going to catch him. It looks like he's going to catch and he's he's in a position where he's going to get chucked forward and all that this, weight on his back this, yeah. is going to come tumbling down. So, Chris, this, you know how we talked about those photos? You got the banger and then yeah. there was something else that happened. Uh-huh. I think something else happened. So if uh, what's his name? Oh, I already put the paperweight. Derek. Derek. If Derek's in the chat, um, can I see the next uh, photo? Yeah, the next, the next, two the next frames. frames. Yeah, this, <laughs> the next two frames. The long that... art one. <laughs> <laughs> Where he used the hand guards and then the all the protection and stuff that he got on it. Uh, photo endos. I like how much yeah. Takamoto stuff, but the photo endos. Put them on there upside down because I think that's where he ended up. Yeah. it's it's It could have happened. Very, I agree. Very I'd, I'd like to see a better shot of the bike. Th- that photo, actually, at that point, he could be going forward or backwards. And we would never know. And you never know because it's a photo. <laughs> you know, I got to say, though, I got to say that riding with a backpack on sucked. I hated it, especially carrying all, all kinds of heavy photo equipment. When it, whenever we'd go on the hills and ride to shoot oh, photos, and stuff. Yeah. that sucked. I hated yeah. carrying that backpack. You and Kenny Jones and Drew yeah. and you guys were just troopers carrying that stuff around and i always try to take you to the best photo location which is probably the worst way to get there probably yeah it wasn't very good uh i remember one time you let me ride your clapped out 350 remember that the the ttr the no the yamaha no it wasn't it was a yamaha it was a dr yamaha yamaha tt 350 had two carburetors yeah Yeah. that thing was fun i liked it I that could go up bike. hills on that thing in first gear, like hardly any gas at all. Just that thing was badass. Yeah, yeah I had, it was clapped I had, out. I had it jetted. Oh, it was it was used pretty hard. Yeah, <laughs> any bike that I had, you remember my barn? It was just full of bikes. I know, full just, of crap. <laughs> just I rode, I just rode and out kept crap. Everything I just kept. It was like. If it ran, it got ridden. And, yeah. you know, you, you know, like I, I, I look at a young Carson Brown these days who's a, just an Instagram sensation. And I was doing the same thing as him, 
like just whatever I get my hands on, fix it up and ride it and ride the wheels off it. I just didn't have a super hot girlfriend that was a pilot. And in her spare time, she shot videos of me all the time. Didn't have that. Carson's well, killing it. If, if, <laughs> yeah. if Heather would have shot videos of you, you wouldn't have anywhere to put him anyway back then. So wouldn't matter. Uh, we shot a lot of videos. I had the crusty demons, the dirt guys go after, after they came, they came, they, they heard about my videos. I have some insane videos. Have you ever seen my riding videos, Matt? No, I need to see these. Oh, they're, they're, they're like, we, we put them to music and everything. They were, they were, they were oh, really cool. As, as someone who's learning, you seen those. Your Langtown collection, dude. Oh, the Langtown collections are. You gotta, you know what? You gotta put like all that so, stuff up on YouTube, Hey, man. some of, some of them are up on YouTube. Actually, my riding videos, I think got put up on, on YouTube. And, and I told the guy to take them down because there's some stuff in there that, that like, there's some people in there that just shouldn't have been video videotape doing some of the stuff we were doing at the time. But there, I think they might be up there. I think they're, they're unlisted or they're private or something. Dude, I talk, you I, should, you should start a, a YouTube channel of just all your old videos. Cause you were doing that stuff before Krusty and all that stuff. Yeah. They, 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 they heard about the videos that we had. And, and they'd seen them uh, because some of the guys, the crusty guys were, they lived right above sheep hills. And, and so they, they'd seen the videos there and they sent some of those guys that like, they're like, Hey, can I, can I, they saw them and like, can we use that in a video? And, and we were hucking bikes off cliffs and doing stupid shit. And uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I need to see these as someone who's kind of looking for video inspiration. Oh, I'll show you some video inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't. Oh man, the commentary, home. the commentary is gold too. Even on the Langtown Jimmy, Jimmy does his own. Jimmy does his own commentary, and it was awesome. I oh. commentate on the race I was in. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody, nobody else would do it. Huh? <laughs> Me and Gary <laughs> Martini. Yeah. Okay, oh. back to this damn rooster end up. Okay. Thing. All right. All right. So this is from uh, Sean Holden. This is a 2015 KTM 500 EXC. I have like three of those. Only three? Well, of 2015s. Okay. Actually, I don't think I have a 2015. <laughs> I think I have, I think I have 14s and, and 13s and 12s, but I have right. a lot of them. Okay. So Same thing. This this EXC is featuring Pro Taper bars, double take mirrors, Baja Design XL80 headlight, a sick-ass multifunction bar switch, and a... Tidy tail, a titty tail, tidy tail, titty tail. We, <laughs> we we used to have a co-host Chris that mispronounced everything, and the one of the best ones was titty tail. <laughs> <laughs> and he had he had no idea what he said either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 was he actually said it. The funny thing is, he's he's at least sixteen. He said uh, titty tail, and he knew he wasn't supposed to say titty, and so he's like looking around <laughs> like he's going to get in trouble. Like, like, I don't know what titties are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. R rugged uh, radios, GPR4 steering stabilizer, ODI rogue lock-on grips, psycho wraparound handguards, bulletproof designs and rear disc guard, and threaded bar inserts. Seat concepts, tall seat, pro motobillet kickstand and rear rack, enduro engineering license plate holder, FMF titanium 4.1 silencer and mega bomb header, race tech gold valve springs and shock bladder conversion, Euro tuned, Takamoto fork wrap LED signals and accessory circuit power relay system, KTM hard parts radiator guards, fast way foot pegs, a Cherry skid plate and 3.0 gallon fuel tank, 
Comes with tubeless tires and a Kenda Equilibrium rear and IRC VX40 front. I, I tell you what, this guy has hit every, like, it's... It sounded like your bike. Well, but different brands. Right. Like, he, he's gone and modified everything that, like, I would say a, a, a somebody that would still measure on the scale of being clinically sane mm-hmm. would modify without going overboard. He's done all he's done all the things. He's hit all the points on this thing. And it's an older bike. It looks like well kept. I'm sure the guy's proud of it. Mm-hmm. A little bummed on the lighting. He, he could have I kind of like tur- it. It's a little moody. I kind of uh, like he, it. I want to ride that bike. Uh, well, I want to ride it too. I like it's a 500, so you see that road that he's on there and it, you could yeah. send it. Like you see yeah. the tracks there and you're just like going, that's got some it's got some gritty that then that tire, that Kenda tire. Notice my shirt too. Mm-hmm. That Kenda tire will hook up. <laughs> uh uh, and, and the good thing is it has that tire will hook up so well that it has enough traction to lift the front tire off the ground. So you don't have to worry about the front tire, whatever mm-hmm. it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a, I have a question though. I have a question. Oh, you, know, you know what? I'm, I'm looking out on the screen now and the moodiness uh, comes across yeah. because I was going to say he, he was a little dark in the middle. If he would have just pivoted it on the kickstand and just caught a little more of that side light, Chris. Yeah. He could have done, he could have done a lot better. I'm still liking it because you know he's out riding just before sunset. You know what I mean? Low shadows. Yeah. Yep. And he's yep. fucking and he's having a fucking good time. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to be having. So, a good but time. I have a question though. What do you think of those uh, Acherbus plastic uh, skid plates? Uh, I'm a fan. I and okay. I go between I go between uh, plastic and then like if I'm gonna go extreme enduro and just mash the crap out of something. Uh, the Cherby's ones are probably just a little bit on the thin side. You know, TM Design Works makes ones that are a little bit thicker. And then there's some aluminum ones like the Enduro Engineering aluminum ones that will probably, uh, if you're, if you're a smasher, uh, you should, you should probably look into something like that. But for the, for the average guy, I think these things get the, get the job done. I have, I have them on a few of my bikes and I'm really, I'm happy with them. So if you had a preference between like aluminum or plastic, what would you, what would be your go-to all the time? It, uh, it depends on the use of the bike. Like I said, if I think I'm going to, if, if I'm going to do something that's going to dent the frame, I'm going to, I'm going to send yeah. it into a rock or smash it where I could dent the frame. And I knew beforehand. And that's what I usually don't know beforehand. I like take my bike with my plastic skid plate and I go, Oh, it's no problem. And I smash the frame. <laughs> uh, I would go, I would try to go with something a little more robust. Uh, like, like I said, the TM design works or an aluminum one. But if you're just doing normal riding and you're just going to kind of glance off of rocks and things, then, then that thing's fine. Yeah. So you okay. think, you think, thinking about a plate for your BMW 850? I mean, I've been looking at them. I've been looking at mostly aluminum ones. Right. And, and the good thing about that. So the aluminum ones on some of the bikes, especially these KTMs, you can really screw up the handling of the motorcycle. It can bind the chassis and, really? and, and then they make extra noise. They resonate and everything. So, uh, and it's funny on the adventure bike world, you know, you start with the black dog cycle work works ones, which are like the just indestructible smash it in anything skid plate. And then you can go all the way to their step companies that make stuff. That's just like jewelry. It's just, you're bolting it on for what it looks like. So, yeah, I like utilitarian stuff. I don't like the jewelry stuff, you know, I like the stuff that works and you know, it's, it's going to actually do something. And you know, I'm so, I'm so out of the BMW loop anymore. I know tour tech stuff is pretty good on, on theirs, uh, uh, with the BMW stuff, but anyways, uh, this bike roosts. Yeah. So? Yep. For sure. Yep. I think it's a roost. Yeah, as well. It's so a roost. Good. It's a roost. All right. Last one of the night. 
This is from Aaron Long, literally submitted 20 minutes before the show. Oh, so are we are we running out of submissions? Do we need more submissions for the, Rooster Rando? So this was something I thought I had more, but we will need more submissions okay. moving forward. So if you're listening and you maybe you've submitted a bike before and you have another one or you no, have No, 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 we want new we want new submissions. Yeah. And and the thing is is submit him now and you're going to get to the front of the line because when he puts his post out on social media, we get a hundred guys that instantly take the picture of their bike that's for sale and send it to us. And it's a horrible <laughs> photo and then we just beat the crap out of it. Yeah. It's, no, it happens. Like, it's like, it's funny. They, they have the, they have their bike for sale and they just, they, we do extra advertising for it. it. Sounds like Ricky Brabeck trick. Oh yeah. 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 He sold two bikes off of this show. He, he submitted so to Rooster. Funny. He submitted to Rooster Endo, and then they were gone the next day. Yeah. <laughs> he also put his chick in some of those videos. In the, one of the dude, I too. sold. I sold my clapped out DR six fifty just as the pandemic was starting, just as we, we went on lockdown, and I sold it in a half hour. I put it on Craigslist, and it sold in a half hour. That's a really good and bike. I, and I, yeah, and I I realized that I sold it for way too cheap. Oh, if you would have waited like a couple months into pandemic, like the yeah, price I could have sold it for three. Yeah, exactly. I had no idea. Uh, Sean Holden, uh, plastic slides better. Is that is he? Oh no, Utah Desert Rider plastic slides better. Oh. Sean Holden. It was a sunset ride from two weeks ago. Was Sean? That's Sean. Was the other? Submission? Sean was the he's one the, who just this one here? Yep, he's the oh, yeah. five hundred EXE. Yeah. Okay. That's you know what. Hanging out in the chat room, waiting for your bike to come up, always pays dividends yeah. on the show. Because I was having, <laughs> I was literally, I was literally having, uh, some some. Uh, I, I I know which one I like for the roosting and stuff. I know which one I like for the for the for the, now. I know which one I like for the thing. You know, you know what would be even better if you had if Sean if you had your friends on this show. Just tell me, Jimmy. You need to pick Sean's bike. It's the best in the chat room. See how you can organize that. Okay, yeah. now, keep going. Hold on. We're, we're, before, before, I, before I go into this list, Todd, uh, put in the chat, where did you submit it at? And then, uh, anyway, so back to the back to the bike here. Okay, new, new bike. Next bike. Yep. I thought I had the photo all queued up and everything. who it is. So our next bike is by Aaron Long. And he says, <laughs> it's funny because I was looking at the bike and I couldn't tell what it was. I thought it was a 500 when I first saw it. I did too. I went 500. Yeah. But Aaron Long says, uh, let's see how much hate I can get with my 690. This is my 2016 KTM 690 Enduro. I put 12,000 miles on it and many multi-day trips. And it has a wings exhaust, rally raid intake and filter, Dynojet Power Commander with custom tube from CycleTune for its setup. Wow. Safari tanks in addition to the factory fuel tanks, putting me at 6.9 gallons. That's 0.2 gallons less than a KLR 650, by the way. Or more. 0.2 more than a KLR 650. And all the giant loop bags. I know I'm forgetting some things, but it's enough for Jimmy to hate on because it's no Husaberg. It sounds like we've lost sound. You did something and we lost sound. What? Oh, we yeah. should no, sound. I can, I can you can hear, hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, my my uh, headphones seem like they dropped off there. Oh, it's no Husaberg, uh, Aaron. Although, I'll tell you what. If there, was, if there was a single cylinder motor that kind of like reminds me of Husaberg, uh, the KTM uh, 690 motor is it. It's really good. You got to turn the volume down on that damn computer. So, 
Uh, no, I don't, I don't hate on your bike, uh, that much. I just hate on all KTM 690s in general. It's kind of like, uh, Chris, what, what are you riding these days again? BMW 850GS. And you told me that. And what, did, what was the first sound that came out of me? Uh, I hate that bike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm like, why? Yeah. I, I, I wish I didn't wield such a big uh, sword with my hatred for certain bikes. Yeah. It's not hatred. It's just, it's their, their, as the guy who liked the XR 400 forever, cause it cause of its utilitarianness. And now there's bikes that are utilitarian, kind of like the KTM 500. that will just do a lot of everything Yeah, that are so much better. And then there there's this, the KTM 690 tries to fit into this, this thing. And, the fact that you had to bolt on those giant boobies of gas tank to compensate for the small gas tank that they put in the wrong place on a bike that has a chassis that has a hard time doing any sort of sensible handling. Did I just say a bunch of weird stuff about like why I didn't like the bike? Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That, hey, that you know bike, what though? You know what I'll bet though? you that, you're, you're that, that, bike's, that bike's like a KLR 650 with a, with a rigid chassis right now. <laughs> like one that you can actually feel the ground where the KLR, KLR 650, you don't feel anything that's going on underneath you. The bike just goes right over it. So uh, go ahead, Chris. You know what the best bike in the world is? The one you're on when you're on it. Exactly. I, I totally agree. I could, I could have fun on Aaron Long's bike and it would I, I probably for the first 20 minutes. Now I'm trying to think. For the first 20 minutes, I'd be thinking about how I could be on a better bike. <laughs> and then but I would, ju- then I would could, just be right. You ro- could live on this one. I, yeah, but I could, I, I could mean, look at it. I could probably put the same amount of shit on a KTM 500. Yeah. And, true. and be happier. Uh, I did that tour <laughs> of Idaho on one that was it, but you know, Hey, no, I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate your bike. I think actually, I think you've got, you've built uh, an adventure bike. That's pretty damn capable. I mean, you can go a long ass ways, that much gas in that bike. You've figured out how to get your bags on it. It's got a lot of stuff. Are we going to throw one more in here? Yeah. Normally we do five. So, okay. We'll get the fifth one in here. No man, I, I, I appreciate the I appreciate the DIYness of it for sure. Yeah, it's he's he's taken it and turned it into what he wants, and I think it's yep. I think it's pretty good. I, I I mean, he probably is envious of everybody else that has an extra cylinder. That you know, I, you know what? When I had my DR six fifty, I wasn't. I loved that bike. The bike was great. Yeah, you know, I put a bigger tank on it. I did. You know, I had my my rack on it and everything. I. Put new it's bars coming, it's, on it. It's coming down to the the poor quality backlit photo <laughs> that was shot during uh you know three o'clock in the afternoon. It's gonna cause it to, you know what? Since since I just want to prove that I don't just hate. I, I'm going with Roost on this one. Oh, is it going next to the five seventy? No, I'm going Endo. <laughs> oh, you're going Endo. <laughs> yeah, I'm a nice neutral on this. You're one. neutral. I'm nice. You can't and neutral. be neutral. I'll lean towards the. I'll lean towards the Roost. You'll lean towards Roost because yeah. you don't want this guy to hate you because he has your email address. Uh, no, he actually DM'd Dirt Bike Test Facebook. Oh. Which is why when Todd said, I DM'd it on Facebook, I'm like, oh, you did. And that is when I pulled up his message. Okay. Well, you I'm only going your... Endo because I already have a favorite. Okay. 
Uh, it's going to be a light roost, just because I, mm-hmm. I want to prove that I'm I don't hate every uh, KTM 690. Yeah, so Husky 701 gas gas has a I don't know what number they give the gas gas. All right, we'll bust through this one really quickly. <laughs> same bike, okay. Hey, same, Todd same. Kelly, same, same. All right, so Todd Kelly, let me get his photo already. So it is a 2016 KTM 500 EXCF. Uh, okay, we have a front disc guard alert. Uh, yep. f- front disc guard alert. Okay, everybody. so the the photo, it's not that grainy. Okay, it's anyway. not that grainy. <laughs> this is the replacement build to his WR450 and the Christini that he's been sending us questions about. Oh, I remember. Now I remember. See, I Todd comments a lot and stuff like that. And Todd goes overboard on his builds. I mean, he <laughs> he's 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 a bike builder. He like literally he's worried about every color and every detail and everything. It's just exactly the opposite of me mm-hmm. when it comes to bike building. But that there's nothing wrong with that. So no, that looks pretty badass. He bought this bike with 240 hours on it and it had been super motored for most of its life. He did a cosmetic refresh on the bike and just about everything has been touched. A chair beast 3.1 tank billet intake filter billet di- quick disconnect fuel filter 90 degree fuel elbow dual sport fuel rail ex, uh, recluse exp with the jimmy lewis settings seat concepts tall seat fmf factory 4.1 was, was do you think that recluse thing was an ass kiss yes probably okay 100 oh good it's going okay. up on my list bulletproof designs <laughs> radiator just, guards it's TM. Just, it's just working its way up the roost factor here tm design skid plate and chain slider psycho pro bend hand guards ape racing flex hand handlebars odi lock on grips adventure rally x nav tower trail tech voyager pro with the primary bike info and backup gps a tom tom rider 550 which is his primary gps a swing arm tab protector front and rear discards uh rear brake discards was front capitalized all caps it was yeah don't you dare auto endo this bike auto endo (laughs) oversized front rotor custom graphics kit kke wheels and rear dual ring sprocket s3 oversized foot pegs tusk kickstand suspension set up by stillwell performance and scottsdale kenda two k270 rear tire Protrax front, tubeless system, second stock wheel setup with mooses and Parker DTs, tidy tail, fork wrap hand signals, uh, fork wrap turn signals, and the list could go on, but those are the highlights. Hey, Todd, as a, as a, as a longtime listener of this show and, and everything, uh, you, you could have at least wrote out titty tail instead of tidy tail. You could I, have I was just, just thinking that. You could have just wrote it out just to, just to make it hard on whoever has to read these things that bike that bike looks sick uh did he say it was it moto minded um the the rally tower thing did he mention no he just said adventure rally he he oh adventure uh, rally okay adventure so rally x nav tower okay so it's a different company yeah yeah that's a that's a pretty stout little setup that thing looks really nice what yeah. do, do you say what kind of tires on there it looks like he has the dual sport tire that's a big favorite of trevor hunter kenda k270 rear tire yep. oh man that you know what there's a couple things i don't like <laughs> uh, front discards are one of them. So you 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 had me at front discard. It was pretty much going over the handlebars at that point. But to 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 fill out the back with with Trevor Hunter's favorite tire that that him and his crazy ass partner Hayden love running 
and they, they don't realize how much time they're losing every time they go down a straightaway because of that tire. And if they would just learn about traction mm-hmm. as opposed to spinning all the time, learn about traction and not wreck their tires and then take some advice I gave them well over a year ago about how to make them last longer, which his, his dad, you know, kid can't call. Trevor's dad called today and asked for uh, help. Mm-hmm. about this and i'm like i told the kid a year ago and he's like my kid doesn't talk to me i'm like uh-huh. <laughs> 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 welcome welcome <laughs> guess what you're the most in here the most uh you're the most unimportant person in your kid's life dad <laughs> <laughs> guy that bought all the bikes and still sponsors them lets them live at home all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, we're back to todd kelly now um uh, i i i hate i hate oh he, Ken to equilibrium, bro. I know you run on the rocks in Arizona, and that that you can run that equilibrium with a with a uh, a moose in there and just slay the rocks all day long. He even he even he even went and got green grass in Arizona yeah. to take that photo. I like everything about it except for the disc protector and the wheels. And unfortunately, I hyper focus on stuff. So and I'm gonna have to say. That you guys get to choose. Endo. Endo. Whoa. Yeah. Why, Matt? I, I, it's a light endo. It's a light endo. I, Why? So it's because he needs. I'm, I'm not liking the. I'm not liking the graphics that much. You know what, Todd? You made you made Matt do extra work. I, I see it. He's one of these young kids <laughs> that doesn't like working that hard. And you made you called him out on his mistake. So already he's he's, he's against you because he it, he should have had this in the list. He had to go dig it up. Mm-hmm. Now he had to go work hard to get it d- up here. And, and then now he's, now he's taking it out on you. So yeah. blame blame Matt for anything else that happens. It's a light endo, Chris. And- I I I think it's a beautiful bike. I I like it. Um, I would say Roost, but. I would Uh-oh. be afraid to drop it. Oh, so it's not my favorite, but I, I, I think I like the effort that he put into it. I, it's a beautiful bike. Mm-hmm. So I, I, re- I would definitely say, I definitely say roost, but I'd be afraid to drop the thing. That's okay. No, you can, you can roost it. Uh, yeah. I, I remember when I used to get to ride all these brand new bikes all the time. And I used to worry about like, cause if it was my bike, I would actually put like some clear over the graphics so it wouldn't get scratched up. And I'd be worried about the first scratch or the first crash and everything. I got so numb to that. <laughs> to it was like, it was like, and I jokingly said, that's, that's, that's like, exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, you want to yeah. ride a motorcycle, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be afraid to, you know, to, to tip it over and scratch it up. You know what I mean? So, you want to be able to, to ride the thing. Kind of, kind of whatever Todd's done to this thing, it, it it's, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't ever look at the bike when I'm riding. It's all about how it functions. And when these guys send these things in, I actually try to put myself on the bike and think about all the stuff they do. And it, it kind of goes beyond the, beyond the looks. And cause I don't look at like people used to tell me like, you're going to really wear that gear. And I'm like, oh, I don't have to look at it. <laughs> 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 hey, do, do you remember the Yoko gear, Chris? Oh, I love that stuff. The Yoko Actually. gear that, that, that would, yeah. it would, it would be purple and it'll leave a purple ring around my neck and a ring around well, my Yeah. That's yeah, because they use, same. they use Ill- illegal uh, sublimation processes yeah. in other countries to make those things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that was where, uh, the, the, they thought that sploot was only because the stuff came out of my nose. In my face, <laughs> but it was actually, it secreted in my entire body and it could remove ink from gear. Uh, 
Dude, I, I always liked I always liked the MSR gear that you wore back then. I always liked MSR gear. I thought it, it would look cool. It worked good for photos. It was, and I and that was that was one of the reasons that I got in so many pictures and stuff. Because every time I'd show up, I'd like have every colorway, whatever whatever color you needed, I was ready to go. And uh, I could look, and and they had MSR and they had high point at the time. So I could switch into high point. I could do different gears. And I just remember then they quit advertising because they didn't pay their bills. And then I got banned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then they went under and they owed me a lot of money. (laughs) So uh, it happens. (laughs) Hey Todd, I think, I think at Roos, I'm going against Matt. I like the fact that you called him out on his, on his mistake. I think the bike Roos, it's uh, definitely, it's definitely right up there. It's right in between these other two that Roos. So, so I should clarify what my, my, my problem with it. It's not necessarily the graphics. It's the blue hubs with these graphics. They clash. Whoa, that's deep. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I said, I, it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful bike. I put a lot of effort into making it look good, and that to me, that's. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, he polished a turd because he got it with a lot of miles on it. Put some effort into it. He's <laughs> he's submitted a few other bikes that are that are really good. He, mm-hmm. he Todd, have you ever won before? Kind of kind of curious. Rick thinks yours wins, and then Sean, I got one of his friends to say that his one so we're 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 activating the armies right now i have i i have my winner picked uh yeah me too uh mitch says he can call if he can win (laughs) (laughs) uh hey it's 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 i think that ship has sailed hey a hundred hundred bucks is a hundred (laughs) bucks yeah it's uh it's all good here uh, what okay chris this is, okay hold who, on this is actually tough trying to pick a winner it is i th- I thought i had one but now that i think about it okay what was your pick for me it, it, it was sean but now i feel bad because i picked on todd's bike sean is in this ktm here the ktm 500 yeah right yeah man sometimes you just got to go with what your gut says yeah honestly my gut my gut says this this is this is the way i'm thinking about it right now and and uh I, I look at I look at Todd's bike and he's got all the stuff on it. He's already got all the stuff. And I and I look at this bike and he has a lot of stuff. But I bet you that hundred dollars would go to something that's really useful and practical and good. Like the underwater on, kit. On the underwater kit? Yeah, the snorkel kit. No, he's riding well, he's not it's not like Jimmy he doesn't ride into a beaver dam right. and sink his bike. This Which guy's smarter than that. People have been calling for photos of this. There's photos. Nice. There's photos of me standing. Well, they're not that good because, like, my friend wouldn't get that deep in the water to shoot the photos. Oh, but I'll, I'll I'll see if I can get some photos. And Todd, I've even called in. We got to hook Todd up with something. What size T-shirt are you, Todd? Let me know, and we'll see if we can dig out some DBT T-shirts for you. Because I'm going with Sean. For yeah, it, oh, it, yep. Sean, Sean same. Holden. Yeah, th- reach out to me, Matt. The beef, you think for Sean also? Same, same. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's all because the photo was shot in late afternoon light. That little bit Actually, of extra I, effort. Actually, I like, I like the bike and the location. Uh, hey, if you want to ride one of these, Chris, come on out to Nevada in the in the winter. I want it's to. Colder. Come on out. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Bring your helmet, and I've got I've got everything. We can go for we can go for a putt putt. Actually, we need to go for an adventure ride. We need to yes. go. We need to go out and go adventure riding. And I got my new Yamaha Tenere. Got my T seven. And I'm ready How do you like to go. That? Love it such it's 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 kind of funny because i'm riding i'm kind of comparing it right now to the klr 650 and they're 100 completely the two opposite bikes that could ever be because the the tenere is like all about like performance and comfort 
and the, the, the KLR is about not performance and comfort. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that in the bad way. It's like if <laughs> they, they accomplish very different goals. They, they Wait, which the same KLR thing. are you talking about? Are you talking about the KLR 650? Oh my God, the thing's a tank. Oh, it's a oh, push. It's we the dr- best adventure bike ever made. We we went drag. Oh, we, that's what we I did. Me and Matt went out, went out 100 degree weather and we drag raced it against a KTM 390. And it really depends on what gear you're in, which bike wins. I, yeah, who, really? who won the who won the final drag race? You did, didn't you? I did. Yeah, because it, it pulled because it has six speed transmission. Yeah, and so it could pull a little bit better in a couple of the gears, but it was like dead even. Uh, and I knew this mm-hmm. when I was riding. I go, this thing feels like it's about the same speed as a as a KTM three ninety. But yeah. Uh, anyways, so yeah, come to Southern Arizona and let's go ride. Is what yes. uh, he's he's inviting George for a ride. I don't know if you want to invite George over to your house. He's, he's inviting you. Oh me. Yeah. He wants a he wants a George sticker. Well, it, well, George, when you come over to the house, you can get his T shirt and drop a sticker in the bag, and uh, we'll get that all sorted out. Yeah. So uh, he wants tires. I don't have any tires to give away. Tires are hard to get right now. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's starting to come back. Things are things are uh, doing really good, getting better. So. That's it. So you're going to handle getting uh, Sean his uh, yep. Takamoto information. Reach out to Matt, and he will get you hooked up with that. Uh, Matt, also, uh, if you didn't notice, which I didn't, you didn't have the screen running on the first half of the show. Did not S- screen behind us, and it was it was like I kind of figure out how how you were talked about the lighting, how how you were stoked on the new lighting. Yeah, and you completely forgot about the screen. Yep. always something it's i was always- i was i was chasing perfection and i dropped the ball <laughs> the ball of perfection yeah well chris thanks for coming on the show it was awesome to have you. Kind me, of reminisce about the uh the old days uh i uh, get a kick out of it uh, and todd Selly says no no i don't want tires from you that's what the hundred would have gone towards oh mm. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been like one like part of one tire <laughs> no you can get you, you can get Candace you can yeah, no, you can get Ken's yeah, pretty pretty inexpensive. You can get one tire. Yeah, they, they, there's all kinds of deals on on tires. But uh, mm-hmm. Rick says uh, yeah. you did a kick-ass job on the show, Chris. Most of mm-hmm. our co-hosts get pissed off and leave within 20 minutes. Do they really? <laughs> no. No. They probably should. Uh, so anyway, follow Haltner Photo on Instagram to check out what Chris is doing. I'm going to follow him right now. Yeah, hopefully we can get out here and uh, get them out here and ride some uh, dirt bikes. Go, maybe we'll go do a banging photo shoot. Actually, you, you know what yes. you should do? You should you should come out and see what I because I a lot of times I shoot photos of these kids, and I'm trying oh, to teach boy. I'm trying to teach them how to do stuff, and so I can sh- I know how to shoot just horribly with the camera, but I can do it. But I know how to do both sides. I can be in the front or the back of the camera, whichever it is. And half the time I just get so my arms can't flap up and down, and I can't yell enough. And so I'm just like, ah, hold this. And I hand him the camera and I say, point it at me. And I go, (laughs) and if they can push the button at the right time and and we're in Pahrump, Nevada. So most of these kids can shoot guns. So they kind of get it. Mm -hmm. They, they can shoot, they can push it and they get the photo. I'm like, why can't you do that? Ah, ah." (laughs) (laughs) Remember those days? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I learned a little bit of stuff from everybody I was around, and some of that's yeah. unfortunate. So uh, uh-huh. good times. Uh, 
We will. Uh, yep. are, do, you, do you have any? Do you have any cool stuff coming up? You, you're going to um, Wyoming or Montana? Yeah, I'm going on. Actually, going on a big ride next week up to uh, going up to Wyoming. Going to stay in Jackson and go from there and ride around Yosemite and Idaho and Wyoming and all kinds of cool stuff. Yellowstone. With my, yeah. Yellowstone. Dude, what did I Yosemite. say? Oh, you we said yeah, it's, yellow it starts with the it starts with the Y it's or something a, like that. Same, 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 same. <laughs> gonna go see. Gonna go look at some buffalo. Yeah, Yellowstone. You're right. Nice. Yeah. So, so, so looking forward to that. That's gonna be fun. Awesome. We'll say say hi to the wife and yep. uh, and uh, the, the the now adult kids that were just like uh, little grommets back in the day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that happens fast. And uh, <laughs> we will see you. Uh, like everybody else, hopefully we'll see everybody out in the trail. Thanks to all the guys that are uh, chiming in on the chats. If you're, again, I have to tell everybody, if you're listening to this on a podcast, share it. If you're uh, watching on the YouTube, share it, make comments, get your things in for the questions in for next week. Cause we didn't even answer your questions. Cause it, oh, Chris's stories were too good. They were too Sorry. Good. That's sorry. okay. Yeah. yeah. Blame Chris. Yeah. Blow them up <laughs> on Instagram. Okay. Everybody. Right, we'll cheers. We'll see you Thank around. Thank you.